Scepter Combat. Okay, so this is the Advanced Scepter Combat podcast. This is the podcast about wargaming in general and about our wargaming community. Um, I'm Dave. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by my wargaming bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And uh, we have a mystery guest. Uh, each each month, we, we basically get grab a, a member of our AAC, AAC guild on uh, BGG, and uh, we have them come on and guest host. And this month, our guest host is Clay Stone. Clay Stone. How's it going, guys? How's it going, everyone? Welcome. People are people are going to be very excited about this. Certain people <laughs> are going to be super. Certain people are going to be very excited. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Clay, uh, we, I actually met you, and I, I, Jason, you met him also for the first time at our convention that we, right. we had in October. Um, some quick questions. Uh, what, like, uh, we had talked a little bit, but like, you're only a recent wargamer, right? You've only recently been introduced to the hobby? Yeah, I, it's about, I think, two years. That's about it that I got into this wow. hobby. And, and uh, you, you dove kind of head first, right? Yeah, that's me. When I like something, I like <laughs> I like go full force into it. So, so oh once I gosh. saw it, I was just I was hooked. There's so much there we could go with, but we're going to stick with the war game <laughs> angle. So, uh, so what was the like kind of what was the first war game, and what kind of got you tuned into it? So the first war game that got me was um, Last Chance uh, for Victory. Basically, I used to be a computer game um, gamer, and one night I was watching a YouTube video, and I saw Cannondale doing a video on Last Chance for Victory, the Civil War one. And I'm like, "What the fuck is that shit?" I saw the map, right? All little cardboard, all little cardboard pieces. I'm I'm a I'm a map hooer and I'm and a component hooer, so all that stuff to me, it just like grabbed me. So I watched his videos, and I'm like, "I gotta get that game." And soon enough, I found out what, what company made it. I ordered it. I bought it. I opened it up. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck am I going to do now? <laughs> I, I think and my, so, my mission is going to be to make you say the word whore as much as possible. This, this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so I open it up and I start reading the rules. I start watching his videos on YouTube and I start playing it. And then that was it. I was hooked. And then I found BGG, the forum, started to find out about other games. And from there, I just I haven't stopped, put it to you that right. way. So, so after Last Chance for Victory, you're kind of like, okay, so that was kind of a heavy game. So now I'm looking for something a little bit lighter, a little bit easier to learn, World War II games. So uh, what, what game system did you pick after that? Actually, I wanted to go even heavier. I went after um, the Goss system. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like heavy games. The more heavy, the more simulation it is, the more I like it. The more complex, the more detail, I like it. If it's too simple, it doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is. So I, I picked up all three games, Atlantic Wall, Hurricane, Hell's Forest, and uh, Walking Rhine. Yeah, I think there's I think there's an advantage, you know, like when when games are abstracted and you're like, okay, we kind of have to assume like I rolled a D6 and my division beat yours. So maybe here's here's what kind of happened. We're going to fill in the blanks. But then there's I tend to also like you prefer the games where there's a lot of detail. So the game is kind of describing to you what happens instead of you trying to assume what happened. Like, 
oh, my, my infantry might must have stopped their panzers, where a very detailed game will show you exactly how that fight between those two companies or battalions happened. I just feel like I'm getting more out of the game when it gives me everything. That's just me. And I've been like that when I used to play computer games. Um, like I picked up, what was it? Um, North Africa campaign, that monster by SPI. Oh yeah, sure. A war in the Pacific. That's another game. So anything that's, that's heavy and simulation, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a whore for that. <laughs> that's three, three and counting. Good. Good job. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, um, so do you do a lot of solo play or like, I know you've played with B mode a little bit, but besides that, do you have other, besides B mode, do you have other guys that you can play with regularly? Yeah. B mode is a great guy, you know, AKA Justin. Um, we play, we try to play once a week, me and me and B mode. There's another guy named Adi, um, who I think is part of the, the gill, but he's not very active. So we'll also try to play once a week or twice a week. I mean, um, once every two weeks. And the other time is just me soloing, you know? So do you do a lot of like late night solo wargaming, just kind of pushing stuff around and watching everything kind of happen in front of you? A lot of times. Like I'll have, let's say, a date, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go out tonight. Um, I'll catch you next time. And I just want to play this one game. I'm just like thinking about it all day. And I just throw it on my table. I remember when I used to have dates come over to my house and they used to see this fucking map on my table and all the counters. And they'd be like, what is that? And I'm like, that's just my wargaming. Yeah, it's like the test. You're testing them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You've seen what they'll put up with. <laughs> exactly. Do you, do you have room to set up? big monsters and multi-map games and stuff and, and leave them out. Yeah, I do. I nice. actually, in my home, I have a nice size table four by eight. So I leave it up Oh wow! for weeks on end. So, and so then, when you show the girl, the war gamer, you kind of like, this is what I was doing the other night when I told you I was washing my hair. <laughs> I was playing this game. <laughs> You this know, is, you this never, is your rival. You, You're staring you, at your yeah. rival right now. You never got into a mood where you're just like, I don't want to hang out with anyone tonight. I just want to like play this one game. I get uh, like that all the time. But yeah, I, yeah. I like that all the time, too, when we're married. That doesn't, that's not a, but, but I sure wish it could. <laughs> that's a very common feeling, man. <laughs> I call it my uh, my clay stone time, my clay stone timeout. That's I good. Like it. So, uh, so you you played the Goss like out of the Goss games. Which one do you think is the one you like the best? Actually, um, I like Hurricanes Hell's Forest and Atlantic Wall. I'm about to throw up Atlantic Wall on my table. I was going to do it today, um, but I'm still waiting on my other plexiglass to show up. Because right now I have a a place uh, next door to me where me and BMO play. That's my game room. So I have all my plexiglass down there. So I had to order a new one from um, actually Nick, Lieutenant, whatever his name. Oh, Lieutenant. All right. Yeah. So I'm ordering plexiglass from him to be shipped to me. Oh, wow. That might be a burgeoning business for Lieutenant Hawk right there. <laughs> Seriously. 
So yeah, um, those are my two favorite out of the Goss system, which I love that system. And now I'm trying to learn um, Next War Career, which is another system I was interested in when I was at the Gill. On the the con, I saw these guys playing it. I'm like, you know what? This could be a game for me. So me and B mode are gonna have a campaign run on this one. Right on. Are you gonna play Link Taiwan and Korea? We're gonna do the Thai, We're gonna do the Korea one, and then we're gonna do Poland when it comes out. Oh nice, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good system, and that's definitely pretty deep, but it's not com- complicated, I think. That's maybe a way to say it. There's a lot there. There's a lot going on. No, it's not. Actually, it's not complicated. The rule, the rule book is easy to, um, to grasp, so um, that's fine on that one. So that's, that's always a, uh, a conversation I like to have is because I like detail, but I don't like complexity, and I, I, th- I think you can have one without the other, but... But it sounds like you you like more complex games that are detailed because there's also you know complexity without much detail, just complexity for complexity's sake. I like to have let's say artillery. I want to know that my artillery is barrage in the other side. I want to see my planes coming down and bombing. Mm. I don't want it to be too abstract. Sure. Oh, you're gonna love the uh, air war next for Korea then. With all the fighters coming up and fighting for air superiority, matching up in dogfights and standoff, and that's that's definitely gives you all that flavor, I think. See, that's what I like. Like, I just put a a thing on BGG in the guild area. There's a game I want to learn. Whistling death. I went to the forum on the other side, and no one's getting back to me. So I figured I'll that's, ask someone I, in the I guild. I said. And I said, I'll pay anybody $1,000 to teach me the game because I'm just too busy right now to pick up another rule book. I'm, a, I'm, I'm probably willing to learn the game just to teach it to you. <laughs> for, for, no. Clay, Clay Stone's a baller. Man, man I'm sorry. Actually, air game? No, I'm not willing to do it. But, uh, ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was pretty funny. That was hilarious. I'm sure you'll get a you'll get a taker or two on that. So, uh, so Clay, give us a quick rundown on your convention experience when you were there. We've I've already recounted your 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 uh, uh, nightmare kitchen experience at the hotel with Gordon Ramsay. You did your Gordon Ramsay imitation, <laughs> uh, but but generally, like, just give us a quick rundown for people who weren't there over like what you played and what what kind of experiences you had there as far as the convention. I had a blast. Didn't know anybody except for B-Mode. Didn't know what to expect. Showed up. I got there, I think, on Wednesday early, early. I think I was there at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. So no one's around. So I said, you know what? Let me just read some rule books. And I was hanging out in the lobby. And basically, I met up with Mitch and Johan. So they came up to me and they said, you must be part of the guild. Sat down. (laughs) Had a great conversation. And then they took off to go to the bar, and I went back upstairs, came back down, and then I saw the whole crew. That's when everybody was there. But you weren't there yet, Dave, and Jason either. And so introduced myself to everybody. And I'm sitting there saying, wow, everybody here is just, like, easygoing. You know, there's no negative energy. There's no one that you're like, this guy's an asshole. Nothing like that. It was just, like, good vibes all around. Then you showed up. Um, Dave with Jason 
And um, I, I thought you were going to hurt my feelings there. Saying, you showed up with Jason. You know, I was. I went up to you, um, said a couple of things, and then we all went out to um, to grab something to eat at that taco place, which was the worst, worst meal ever. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is gonna be great. I don't know what it is you about you didn't even Dallas. eat it. Right? No, it was terrible. I ordered a, a beef burrito with beans, and I and I open it up, and I'm eating it. And I go, "What is this shit?" And I just pushed it to the side. I think I ate maybe two bites of it, and I look at everybody, and everyone's like, "The food's good." I'm like, "Is it really?" <laughs> I think you just got the wrong thing. I'm such, you know what it is? I'm such a picky eater, mm. and so when it comes to food, it's it's like. I don't know. It's got to be exact. Yep. yep. And anyway, Brad, after- Brad recommended the dirty Sanchez, but he says <laughs> he said his dirty Sanchez's are the best. But that's <laughs> and who knows if that's true. <clears throat> but again, had a great time with you guys chatting at the the taco place. We go back to the hotel, and then I went back in the back room with um, it was um, Nick. Uh, Campbell, the Swede, Johan, and Brad. We all play Typhoon something. Oh, yeah, now, Pacific Typhoon. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's a game I would never play, but we had a great time. And basically, we had enough people that it made it fun, and the people that we played with was a lot of fun. So we played that. And that's when you guys after showed up. And then I ordered a burger there, which the burger wasn't <laughs> – wasn't so bad that night, actually. Um, went back to sleep. It was late. It was maybe, what, 1 o'clock in the morning? So yeah, went right, back, to, right. went upstairs to go to sleep, trying to wake up early. The first game I was going to play was um, with um, – who was I playing again? I was playing TCS with Big Board, Kev. So I woke up, got downstairs, started setting up the board. But before that, went to go grab breakfast. As we all know, <laughs> breakfast was horrible. Was subpar. Because they go, they, they they go to me. Do you want to have buffet? And I said, No, no, no. I would never have buffet. I want to sit down. I said, Can I get the menu? And I like to order, you know, my eggs and stuff like that. And they said, You sure you don't want buffet? I said, Absolutely not. So I sat down. I think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I sat down. The waitress was nice. First thing I always learn is you always take care of the staff. So I always took care of them. That's I was right. never rude to them. And wait, until um, at least after you get your food. <laughs> so she comes, she brings me my eggs, and I'm like, wow, this is bad. And I said, is this what I'm going to expect a whole week? And so I ate a little bit of it, whatever it may be. Um, the bacon was okay. And just pushed it to the side. But I always took care of her. She was nice. Her and the other waiter. I took care of them. And went back into the room and started playing TCS, with, um, which is a tactical combat system with um with kev right which showed up i think around i think he got there around 11 o'clock that was and i played until 
before the evening time, before we went to dinner. Then everybody was going out to, um, I think, to the beer place or something. But me and Kev was supposed to finish our game. So I said, <laughs> no, guys, I'm not going to go. I have to wait for Kev. We're going to play. Turns out Kev went with you guys, and I'm sitting at the, <laughs> at the gaming table with everybody waiting. Typical. Typical. But it was it was okay because uh, I hung out with um, what's his name? Um, I was with Campbell. I was with uh, Rex, having a good conversation. I was with Kyle, so it was good. Actually, I got to know those guys as well. Yeah, I think so. Kev, Kev thinks he's kind of a big shot. You know, he's kind of like Kev, Kev is a big shot. Yeah, he thinks he's like he's he's he's, he's not as big <laughs> shot as Big Shot, but but he's a he's a pretty That's right. Deal. He's not a he's, yeah right. <laughs> I, I guess you know i guess when you play someone for the first time you worry about what you said you say and i told him listen kev if you're kicking my ass show it it's okay you don't have to you don't have to hold back because i know if i was kicking your ass i'll be saying the same thing <laughs> so just be yourself yeah i don't because, know, i don't know if kev's ever had a problem with that i don't think that that's kind of his <laughs> that's not a flaw <laughs> <laughs> Kev, Kev has definitely been a, a love him or hate him kind of guy in the working world. So I played that, and I thought we were going to finish, so we didn't do that. And then um, nighttime came, and then you guys came back from the beer place. I saw Ralph. Ralph was wrecked. Ralph was in a bad way. So good. Yes. Oh, he was so... Okay. <laughs> so he was wrecked. I think he went upstairs. And then Mitch pulled out um, Grand Prix. So me, Mitch, Johan, Callum, I think his name is, mm-hmm. and John, who, who did a great job, by the way, bringing that con together. Oh, uh, so yeah. we sat down playing um, Grand Prix. So everyone's learning the rules. We're doing our thing. And I remember Johan was saying something, and Callum had his beer on top of the table. And of course, knocks it over all over the mm. game. And Mitch jumps up, and we all jump up, and I'm like, "Here we go." <laughs> now, was there was there plexi on top of it? There was plexi, but the underneath the, the plexi, oh. the, the beer got underneath it. Oh man! And the beer went all over Johan at, at the same time. So that's how the night was going. But we finished. <laughs> we finished the game. Did you and... use this distraction opportunity to move your car forward? <laughs> Come on, Clay. Okay, don't I... we get, Text me later. You can tell me the truth later. You got it. I wish I was. I was in the lead, and I got my ass kicked, and, I, and it was all the way back in the back lead. I don't know how John won. John won the game who didn't know what the hell he was doing, which is beyond me. Yeah, that happens. That happens. So we were doing that, and I'm looking over to the side. I know BMO came in. All wrecked with um with, with Kev and um, Nick, and they were playing Triumph Tragedy. Tragedy. Oh yeah, they played that. Something late. like that. That one late. Um, so yeah, that's how my night finished. Um, I looked around, seeing what people were playing, and then I, what did I have for dinner that night? Actually, <laughs> I forgot. Must have been not good, but um. Actually, I was trying to find. I was actually asking people, "Where is everyone going to eat?" And they were telling me across the street. And I said, yeah. "Okay, I got to try it next time." Yeah, some of those places were okay over there. Well, the next day, I did went across the street. Uh, we all went out to grab a burgers. Me, Doug, um, 
I feel like we could Scott. post this. We could post this podcast on Yelp, and it would be okay too. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> Yelp feedback. Okay? Yeah, because me, Doug, Scott, uh, Callum, and somebody else, we went out to grab burgers for lunch the next day, and they said we know a good burger, uh, burger place. So I said, okay, let's go. We go there. I told the guy, I want my burger well done. And he's like, okay. I said, no, no, listen to me. I want it well done. <laughs> I don't, if, I don't, I don't like well it done, red. You're going to hear about it. I don't like it red inside. Don't worry about it. We always take care of our customers. I said, okay. He's like, I have, so, a, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> so I paid a guy. I tipped him. And then I sit down, they, you know, they call your name with these fancy names, you know, like Elvis Presley or whatever. That's right. So basically we're sitting there and then they call my name. I'm like, that was pretty quick. And so I go get my burger and of course I bite into it and it's red. It's like, it's like half cooked. So I go, I pick it up. Everyone's like, what's the matter? I said, nothing. And I throw away my burger. (laughs) Yeah. Have you, have you thought about uh, carrying a meat thermometer with you? That's maybe something you could have. Actually, actually, I did think about that one time. Actually, you know what? It's interesting with burgers. Uh, I, I always cook my burgers because that is the one type of meat that will get you sick. Like if yeah, it's you not don't well cooked. Like, uh, in, in fact, Kirkland uh, for Costco, uh, some meat distributors won't even uh, distribute to Costco because Costco uh, tests their own meat for E. coli when it comes in. Like they do their own independent testing on the, the hamburger meat they get. So there you go. Fascinating it, tip from Dave. <laughs> there you go. It's a food corner. So I'm like really pissed off. And I go back to the guy and I said, I told you I wanted my burger well done. And you told me that you guys always do it well done. Well, you didn't this time. And I said, and they go, would you like another one? Usually, I don't get another meal when that happens, when I complain. That's but right. I said, sure. sure. You're like, I want to watch the chef the entire time. Everyone's like, looking at me like, what happened just now? So, and then, so that's what happened at lunchtime. Uh, but before that, uh, I met up with Kyle and we played. The terrible sound, this terrible sound, the Civil oh, yeah, War game. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw you guys playing that. Yeah, so we had a good time playing that. And then he had to, it was like after lunch, he had to run off and play, I think, D&D with you guys or something like that. Was that that day? Yeah, that might have been, that was Friday night. Was it Friday? That was Friday No, night, it was Thursday, wasn't it? No, we went to the brewery Thursday night. It was Friday yes, night. Yes, it was, it was Friday night. It was Friday night. Because you're on Friday. We're on Friday. Yeah, I'm like losing my um so my this, days. So this terrible sound is that? What is that like? Yeah, what system is that? It's 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 line of battle, last chance for victory, oh, okay. where you but have the, old the orders. One. It's the, it's old, the old one. So basically, it's all that you have to give the orders. You gotta plan out your moves and all that good stuff. So we played a small scenario, uh, had a blast playing it, and, and really enjoyed it. But it was more about you know getting to know the people there. Which that's that right. was everything for me. Right. Did you did you win or did you lose? No, it was actually about a tie at that point when we were quitting. 
Okay, did you give Kyle the same speech uh, that he could talk shit to you and like lord it over you if he was winning? Because that Mister One Thousand is really not going. I don't know how he'd react to that. I'd love to see how he'd react to that. To that. No. <laughs> if he if he would have gave me his speech, I, w- I mean, if he would have said something, I would have knocked the board all over. <laughs> so what? Is I, that, I, I, what I was what not. What battles that? What battles that one? I have Chick- no clue. Chickamauga. I play. Right? I, 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 yeah, I play these. Bet. I play these games. And I don't know the battle. That's why I said, do not, do not <laughs> give me you're, a test for the because oh, I would fail. Oh, no, here we go. I, I think everybody's looking forward to the next part of the podcast. Then. So that, that was Friday. Uh, so Friday in the day, then I had lunch. And then at nighttime, what did they do at nighttime Friday? I think I was watching these guys play. Uh, oh, that's, the, that's when they uh, played Next War. Age of Reason. That's right. They were playing BAR. Play next war. Yes. Oh, okay. That's a cool game. Yes. Yeah, so that's one Asia, I don't think I've tried in next war. Yeah, I think Mitch was teaching uh, BAR over at the uh, other side to Kev and Rex oh, and some other guys. That's the Prague game that they were playing. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I think. And then we know about Saturday where they made my eggs and it was cold, and I'm telling the lady to. Um, <laughs> Right. You made her. Yeah. You made her. Put a finger. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted her to know why. You told her, and you told her no buffet, whore. I'm not doing the buffet. Because <laughs> every time she would see me, she's like, "Is the food okay?" I'm like, "No, the food is not <laughs> like, okay." Stop asking. Stop asking. It is not good. And I'm yeah, saying, it was not great. How do you mess up breakfast? Like I had breakfast. I think it was on Saturday. Kyle was with me sitting down and then they fucked up my eggs. And then I go to get pancakes and I'm like, I don't know about these pancakes. And of course they taste like sawdust. I bit into them and I just like threw them away. (laughs) Wow. So that's good. Okay. Your, so, your, de- so, your dedication to good food is, is definitely right. well. Well, I mean, frankly, I mean, for. we were in the army, Jason. And I would say I, that I'll that just Hyatt, about anything that Hyatt would would be like most army mess halls are better than that Hyatt kitchen for breakfast. I mean, the, the breakfast yeah. buffet was pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and the bartender, she was a mess. <laughs> oh yeah, let's hear the sneezing story. So you saw her literally sneeze into a drink oh, so I, as she was making it. Yeah. So so I go. I'm thirsty. I'm gonna go out there and get something. So I'm walking out there, and I see her making a drink, and then she sneezes right into the drink, and I look at her, and she continues making a drink, and I'm <sighs> like, really? And I turn around, I walk right back into the room, and I tell everybody, guys. Do not get a drink from this woman. She just sneezed right into someone else's drink. Did Did you tell him, "Hey, Bemo, that girl just sneezed into your drink"? Or you just <laughs> oh, point everyone else? I mean, sorry. You know, I actually, I think, I, actually, I think someone was having a drink in front of me when I was saying that, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's, that was rough. That was a rough scene. All right. So, what, what did you end up doing on Saturday? What happened on Saturday? Saturday, me and BMO play Last Chance for Victory, and we started from the beginning. So we started at 9.30 of the time of the game, and we finished it, I think we got up to 1.30 of game time. So we played it all day. Right. So what? tell me what you think of that game with the scripting on the first day. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel like it's too restrictive when you're playing? Because my feeling was kind of like it's a fun system, but for that particular battle on day one, 
you're really, there's a lot of, like, it's kind of like you're walking through, you, you do feel scripted when you're playing it. I hated it. I hate when it's scripted. I don't like games that force me to relive history. So I hated it. Yeah, I mean, it's heavy scripting. I mean, his defense of it is that basically if he doesn't script day one, then the Confederates will just blow through the Union. But right. I think maybe that's what I liked about Guns of Gettysburg, that the game can look very different based on what happens. But again, I don't know if Clay would like that because that's a very abstracted game. So, Like, I like the system of, uh, of line of battle. I like the orders that you have to write down and it has to get to the um, to the general or to the regiments or whatever it may be and, and and then you can move I like that I just didn't like like you saying the scripting it, it was too much well and it's tough because it's kind of like that whole problem where players can see everything that's on the map right so if you don't control them they're going to do things that the the generals had obviously had no idea about you know so so we played on Saturday almost the whole day and then that night, I had a great burger. They made one of the best, the best burgers I ever had. And, I, I um, think they brought in a chef by helicopter. <laughs> to the I think they did. The reason why I got it is because I didn't feel like going out. And then I saw a burger come in. I think the Swede got one, and it looked really good. So I go to my, I found the waitress, that, and I said, I, I want to get a burger, but I want it like this. And I explained to her. It came out. And I bit into it, and I got to tell you, I was like, wow, this is one of the best burgers I had. Ate it, had a great time, went back in. They were even asking me, how would you like the burger? Now, maybe they did something to it from all the fucking BS I've been giving them, but <laughs> who knows? That's right. Yeah, it tastes good, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they juiced it up. They had like some amphetamines in there. They were like, it was everything. Everything they could put in it. <laughs> the kitchen sink was in that burger. Uh, and then Sunday... Um, was saying goodbye to everyone you know i had a great time the whole trip i was telling b mode it was one of the best trips i've had you know just... it was and clay was this your first gaming convention you've been to no it's actually my second the first one i went to was um constant world um back in july in arizona oh you okay. went this year oh wow yeah i went how did and we not know that yeah, what did you play? Well, I don't know if Clay was really active in the guild at that time. Actually, I think Clay just... Yeah, go ahead. No, when I went there, I actually met up with the designer, Joe Yost, um, and them to play um, the Goss system. So, oh, I, so you were playing Goss. So I play, yeah, I played Goss the whole... I think I was there for five days, whatever. And they taught me the game, and I learned it playing with these guys. Yeah, learning with the designer is always a good experience. <laughs> like, yeah. so you, can't argue, you can't argue over rules. You know, this wasn't his intent when he wrote the rules. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm right here. Like, you don't even have to look anything up. <laughs> so, but I had a much, much better time at, at, at the con here in Dallas with you guys. A much better time. Yeah, because I'm thinking, like, if I can't go to Game On... Uh, this February, I will probably go to Consum World uh, in 2017. So, and so what's funny about Clay is like, and I think even B mode, I'm like, yeah, we could do like Totala Craig. And he's like, oh, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. I'll be there. I'm, I'm, I'm there. And I'm like, 
I'm like, well, I thought we would do. He's like, no, we're doing them both. We're going to do the whole thing together. <laughs> oh, like, at the, and at the time, at the time, I'm like, well, I don't even own the other Dysenso yet, but like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah, oh, for dude. me, I got that. I got the conflict for Game On, so I don't know if that. I did make a room reservation for Game On, just in case. Uh, it works out where I don't have to go to this father-daughter dance. I mean, so I don't get the honor of dancing with my daughters at this father-daughter dance, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I like that. Like, Clay's like, like it was like a, like a maybe a 10-second response on the guild where I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking of doing this at Constable. Clay's like, yep, I'll be there. Here you go. <laughs> and it's it's a good convention for, for ga- playing those games, but it's not as fun. Like we had, this is, yeah, this is my problem with the Jason. So like, if we're going to set up like, um, like I don't need to show up at Sunday and play all the way to Sunday. So like if, and if we're going to run like Axis empires, uh, it might take us three or four days. Like it's not going to take us the whole week, Mm -hmm. but, but if you aren't willing to start at that early time, it's like, you're fucked as far as table space. You You know what I mean? Like the pressure is like, Oh, well we've got all these other games. And I think they made a he's made a big mistake getting that there should be way more at large games going on and uh, smaller games too, and they really don't try to accommodate all that. They, at least yeah. that's my feeling. Because I've tried to sign up for, like, even l- last time I went, I tried to get a table for three days to play. I think Vietnam, and he wouldn't he wouldn't give it to me. It's like <laughs> it's still a big game, just because I'm not did, playing Sunday to Sunday. Did you did you tell him Did you tell him who you are? You're Jason. Maybe did that's maybe that's are? part of the problem. Oh, hey, so did I tell you guys the Kev Sharp thing? I might have said this where he came up to me, and was like, "Hey, what's up?" When I talked to him, and then later on, he came up to me and said, "Oh, I didn't know you were Dave from the podcast." <laughs> it okay. tried to big shot you. <laughs> what's his face? Maybe maybe that should be. We got to give Kevin a nickname like "What's his face" or something. Like, we don't remember face? who he is. Like whoever that guy was. Like, who was that guy? <laughs> All right, well that's cool. So, uh, so then uh, parting was such sweet sorrow for you, Clay, and then you had to go back to New York City. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I, I, I really missed you guys and playing out there. You know, I looked around the room and it's just guys just playing games and just having a good time. What better? What better stuff is that? It's our boat. Pete. Pete does have some retirement home uh, ideas for all of us, so we might have to work something out. When we all get old. Um, so the other interesting thing is what I didn't realize is Clay's ex-wife uh, actually owns an apartment across the street from him, and she can look in into his apartment and watch what he's doing. So, uh, like, how does that work with the war gaming? Like, do you ever like? like <laughs> One time, because she likes to go up on a terrace up on uh, on the rooftop terrace, and she will be in the dark. And I see a cigarette being lit back there, and I'm like, "That's her looking into my apartment. I know it is." Do you, do you see? Do you see the glint of the, the moon off her rifle scope? <laughs> <laughs> actually, we're actually on good terms. Like we're we're very good to each other and stuff like that. So that that that's works. Not, but it's kind of it's kind of awkward if I bring somebody over and like she's over on the other side. She just look right into my apartment. That's a little creepy. Yeah, so how do you do that? Do you pull the blinds? Or you just like, whatevs, here we go. No, because yeah, someone, someone I was dating, she's like, is that your ex-wife over there looking in? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dead, I'm dead serious. And I'm like, what? Where? How, how, I don't how see did, anybody. She, did she know her? 
She, uh, because I told her I had, my ex-wife lives across oh. the street, and then she knew what she looked like from a photo I guess I had around. And so she said to me, I think that's your ex-wife over there. Was it the red laser dot she saw moving around in the <laughs> kitchen? <or something? laughs> that's intense. Like That kind of gives me like, I don't know, I'm kind of like grossed out. <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't do well with that because my, no. my ex was not friendly. Though I had a weird thing where like both of my ex's sisters wanted to friend me on Facebook. Mm. So I was like kind of like... <laughs> Like why? Like are you spying them? But I'm like I'm kind of proud of how my life's gone since I got divorced. So right, like, exactly. Yeah. I'm like whatever. Like hey, show <laughs> what I'm doing. I played Warfighter last weekend. Like, hey, I'm playing with my girls. <laughs> like I don't give a shit, really. <laughs> it's like wow, you went to a slow pitch softball tournament, got drunk in Iowa. Congratulations, you're a nice. Winner. Yeah. Good for you. <clears throat> All right, so Clay, there is this thing uh, that we have. Don't go and there. It, it's optional, but I'm going to tell you, we have never, ever in the history of the podcast had someone say they didn't want to do it. Oh, I'm going to make history right now. You don't want to do the quiz? I'm not going to answer anything. That's like me asking you what screws went into the space shuttle. No, no I, think, I think you might get some of these. You, you're not going to do it, Clay? There's nothing I'm going to be able to answer. So here, this is interesting. So... Do you are you more into the games? Like, do you read a lot of military history? Are you more into you like playing military history war games? I'm into the games. I'm into the strategy, thinking about how things have moved around. Um, okay, so so you you might play a game like we said. You played the one game, and you're like, I don't even know what battle it was. Exactly. So you're less interested in the history behind the game as much as you like the challenge and the the systems and how they work. Yes, in so many words, but I like I I do tend to go towards World War Two, which I love a lot. I don't know who the generals or you know the colonels or whoever are are there who lead the men. I just know about World War Two a little bit, but I like the games. The games in general I like because it's more about the strategy behind it. But I, I, if you I, want to I, ask me a question that I can't answer, be my guest. <laughs> <clears throat> to be fair, I would also not do well. Like I was, my wife and I were talking about this. I I'm uh, giving myself a, a reading assignment in the future. I want to read in order all of the a, a biography about every president. So we were just kind of talking about some of like the obscure presidents and stuff, and <clears throat> we were kind of like talking broad scope and i don't know details very well like even as much as i've read about the vietnam war i don't know names and dates but i i can kind of draw a rough picture of it <clears throat> so we're talking about history i'm like yeah i don't you know i don't know exactly who it was but i can kind of give you a, a rough idea of what happened well well what i would tell you uh clay is looking over this i don't think you're going to get a zero on this quiz does that reassure you at all? No, but I'll try it anyway. <laughs> okay. So, so how about this? Like, if you play a game and you really like it, like, say you play Hurricane Forest, does that make you want to go get a book to read about the guys that you just moved around? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic, dude. All right. Uh, so you want to do it? Or, or here's what we could, I could offer you. We could either do it. Or I could email you this quiz, and you could quiz Jason on it. 
Or how about we quiz Jason? <clears throat> how about how about how about you give me the quiz and I'll live up to it? <laughs> he doesn't want to get a bunch of shit. He doesn't want to get a bunch of shit about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll live up to um, the podcast. Um, there history. you go. You you can't do any worse than Eeyore did. Let's put it that way. Eeyore <laughs> yeah, has already I set can. the bar. I can so actually low. probably get a negative. <laughs> well, on okay, so on that uh, resounding note, we're going to begin what we like to call the optional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the quote unquote optional. It should be called mandatory. So, this is the right. Hey, don't don't get me into the whole bonus issue because we that comes later. Okay, it's, so, it's a little early for that. Words are just words. <laughs> Post, this is the title, the post-Thanksgiving, post-White Duck Hangover Podcast Quiz. Nice. And we didn't even talk about Thanksgiving. By the way, my wife has already told me, like, we're dropping off the kids. She's dropping off the kids at a sleepover at about 4.30. And so my wife has said, this shit better be done by 4.30 because it's going to be magic time tonight. So, oh, so we're going out. And so There you go. So number one, once again, it's time for Name That Opposing Commander. So, uh, and Clay, if, just feel free to just race through these if you're not sure. So, uh, Battle of Little Bighorn. Our general is General George Custer, Little Bighorn. Choose one opponent for Little Bighorn. Do I get multiple choice? No, you have to actually name one, but we will choose one of multiple answers. Oh, I have to name one of the Indians he battled against? But that's correct. Geronimo? Uh, that's wrong. Uh, the answers are Sitting Bull, Crazy Horse, or Chief Gall. No, no idea who that is. Uh, next one is the Battle of Poltava. We have Charles the Twelfth. It's seventeen oh nine. Who do you have? You might as well ask me. How do I make? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a, a funny Chief Gall story that reminded me. I remember uh, Rick once. Uh, was talking when we were at, at Constant World about how he doesn't like to be on the internet. And I don't know if you remember, Jason, you were sitting down when I mentioned that he had, I think I may even mentioned on the podcast that he had rickgolly.com as a website. Oh, did and a picture of him smiling. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got so mad. He claims he doesn't listen to the podcast, but I noticed I went back in like six months ago and he's pulled up that website. <laughs> it was just Rick sitting on a hill, like waving at the camera. So That's awesome. Right. All right. He's a he's a mysterious man. He is. Um, so next one is Battle of Perryville, eighteen sixty-two. We have Braxton Bragg. Who do you have? Who do I have? What? Who's the general? We have Braxton Bragg as our commander for Battle of Perryville. Oh, uh, he's I... the Confederate commander. Who's the Union commander at Perryville? <sighs> you. Don Carlos Buell is the answer. <laughs> nice. Is that Jason? Jason? Jason, is that Buell? Yeah. We can keep recording. I didn't get that. Uh, did you say Yule or Buell? Yule, I said. <laughs> you clearly didn't get it right. <laughs> I heard Buell. I know. The Battle of the Catalonia. Jason gets to where he's like, we really need to like be able to post this, so I don't want to have to delete this <laughs> podcast. So Jason, Jason's trying to cheat. Uh, Battle of the Catalonian Fields, 451. Uh, boy, we're Flavius Ooh. Adius. 451 AD. <laughs> Who are you? He's oh. a bad man. Come on, guys. Well, I'm Clay never, Stone. What Clay was Stone, the name you're you a bad man. I'm never getting this. Catalonian Fields. No, never what was heard the, of the I never heard of this last <laughs> 
Flavius Adius. No. <laughs> you're thinking made up. Yeah, you're thinking Flavius Maximus, <laughs> a different person. Guys, I never even heard of this battle. I'm going to answer okay, this so, question. So let's skip that one. Skip that one. Battle of Yate. Well, I already skipped this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're you, you got you guys made this quiz even difficult because you knew I didn't Braxton, want to do it. No, Braxton did it. He doesn't even know who the host is going to be. Battle of Yena Auerstadt. Uh, we're Napoleon. Who are you? Napoleon's assistant. I, that is not correct. It's, oh, Charles William Ferdinand. Oh, and the answer for the previous one was Attila the Hunt. Whatever. I said that Attila the Hunt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I tried to give you an out with you, with Buell. That's right, Jason. Tried to... All right, next one. Uh, name, one. Name the war or military conflict which the listed battle is most associated with. Battle of Lake Trasimene. What war? Lake Trasimene. Guys, no clue. Okay, next battle is Battle of Manila Bay. What war? Manila Bay. Fought in the Philippines. Sudan? I'm sorry? <laughs> is that? that World War II? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's the Spanish-American War. Uh, but the Battle of Malplaquet. Uh, we can... Just give a quick guess on this one. No, <laughs> it's gonna be I might as well be on War, Jeopardy. No. War of Spanish Succession. Battle of Quiberon Bay. Oh Jesus! Can we skip? Can I skip? Why don't we just do the last question can I go of to the ones, quiz? No, can I go to the ones where I think that there's a chance? Here we go. Uh, number three is state that nickname. This is state a common nickname given for each military unit described below. What is the nickname for the U.S. Army First Infantry Division? It's alliterative. There's a movie. There's a movie title in there. U.S. Army First Division. No clue, guys. The Big Red One. Now, if you want to quiz me about a game rule book, I'll take that on. Yeah, I'm looking at these, and it's going to be brutal. <laughs> this was your it, it, it's, it's like me walking through hot cold. No, I was willing to do Jason. I was willing to quiz Jason and see what he knew. Jason, Jason, do you want to come in and try to like, yeah. uh, help out and play on this? One, I'd, I'd be doing you do this that? poorly. Okay, so Jason. We can do teamwork. Uh, U.S. Marine Fighter Squadron 112, commanded by Gregory Boynton in World War II. And give Clay a chance to guess it right away. Wait. We're still on the nickname question? Nicknames. U.S. Marine Fighter Squadron 112, commanded by Gregory Boynton in World War II. I have no idea. Boynton's boys. Do you got one? Clay, you got a guess? Yeah, are you kidding me with this? That's that's my answer. <laughs> that's your guess? Okay. okay, that's not what Braxton wrote down, but they are not the are, are you kidding me with this squadron? It's the black sheep. It's, it's Baba Black Sheep. <laughs> who who knows this answer to these things? Well, there are guys that get these right. <laughs> Though I actually think most bomber squadrons, if they could have chosen their nickname, it would be the Are you fucking kidding me with this squadron? Because, like, every mission that came in, they're like, Again? We got to go back out there? All right, 7th British Armored Division in North Africa in World War II. Anybody guess it? 
Seventh Armor, North Africa. They're in the desert. No clue. Is that part of Montgomery? That is that is part of Montgomery. They're in the desert. Is it desert hey. rats? It is the desert rats. Yay! Hey. <laughs> Thank you for the hint. Hey. Hey. <sighs> All right. Nick, nickname given by and, and Clay had warned me in advance. He goes, "Dude, uh, the the quiz is not going to be my thing, <laughs> so I'm not really too excited about the quiz." It's going to be like dead silence. <laughs> nickname given by German soldiers to U.S. Marines after their first encounter at the Battle of Belleau Wood in 1918. Oh, the Krauts? No, the, the Germans around. gave this nickname to the U.S. Marines. It's a famous nickname for U.S. Marines worldwide. Devil Dogs? That is correct. They're the Devil Dogs. <clears throat> nickname given to the BEF, the British Expeditionary Force, by Kaiser Wilhelm after the Battle of Mons, Belgium, in 1914. So it's the BEF's <laughs> nickname that the Kaiser gave them. No clue. You know what I should have done? I should have studied before this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I should have done two it's, weeks of studying. It's hard to study for. Did was that? Did I not send you that email? Because I emailed you about the mumble. But there's, there's also we have a we have a bibliography we'd like to review before the podcast. I should have did some cramming. I don't know. The old contemptibles. I'm not a World War One guy, so that's not. Is Braxton right. serious with these quiz questions? Look at these questions. I think Clay. I think you should confront Braxton at the next convention to see him about this hopefully, because hopefully I think he's at I, the next one. I think he's gotten. I think he's gotten a little bit too too big for his britches. I'm actually in, quiz. I'm actually impressed with the guys who answer these questions. I'm hearing it on the podcast, and I'm like, I got to tell you, I couldn't get one of those right. So. Um, now, now we're getting to the, the bonus. <laughs> so it's the time for gingerly you, you approach it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the time for the worthless bonus question. Oh. It's worth nothing more than to hear Jason describe why but, it's a bonus question. But we, we can make so, it up. Jason. We can make up all these zeros by answering some, some questions that are exactly the same number of points. <clears throat> and if we don't answer them correctly, it still counts against the, the overall total. <clears throat> right, but they're, they're bonus, right? They so are still they, bonus. They just function exactly like all the other questions. So Clay, you got that? This is the bonus part. <laughs> right? So you have to take this one super seriously. Because okay. this is where you're going to make exactly the same amount of points <laughs> as on any other section of the, of the quiz. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's not going to be good. No, it's not, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's a good question. Okay, so name the five leaders from the Gallic, Germanic, and Belgae tribes oh, that formed the leadership Christ. of the Confederation against Julius Caesar's campaign in Gaul. So Why don't you ask us how the universe was made? That would be the same that, thing as answering that's that. Right. <laughs> that's right. So, so hey, so, hey Clay, uh, what, what are you drinking? What are you drinking for the podcast? Not enough. I'm drinking a Don Julio tequila with ginger ale. Nice. Wow, you got the Don Julio, and then you're like, I'm just going to throw some ginger ale in. <laughs> oh, it's the best like that. I love that drink. 
I once saw a lady buy Don Julio at the grocery store, and she bought like this crappy uh, Jose Cuervo margarita, uh, and I wanted to go and like knock it out of her hand. <laughs> like you're gonna put that Jose Cuervo shit in my Don Julio? But tequila and like I've had tequila with Sprite. It, it it's got kind of a vanilla combination. Like there's a kind of a nice flavor to it. Does ginger ale have kind of the same combo with tequila? You know what it is? I used to drink this tequila with um, 7-Up a long time ago in the 90s. And then I tried it with ginger ale. It's it's a, it's a little bit more. It doesn't really have that vanilla taste to it. But it, it has that nice kick I like. But you know what I'm talking about? Like you can get – like if you put Sprite – you think Sprite and tequila, but there is an interesting taste there that comes out. Whatever. I mean, I'll be honest. I was desperate in my liquor cabinet, <laughs> and the, those were the two things. And so, Dave, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm classy as fuck. Get a box wine. I'm doing. We're, I'm celebrating our menage a trois with my menage a trois. Nice. I've got a bottle of menage a trois. That's good stuff. It's not box. I'm not boxing it. Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Oh, it was Costco wine. It wasn't box wine. That's right. Uh, Fuck. I apologize. It's like the best was was it Ross that posted that picture of his in laws uh, a wine supply they had fucking Riuniti up there. Riuniti. Like, Riuniti. I haven't heard of that in such a long time, dude. If you grew up in Jersey or New York, you know Riuniti because they had this big fucking advertising push. Riuniti. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so bad, dude. It's like the worst one. What are you drinking, Jason? Miller Lite. Hmm. I, I'm on order. A shout out? You doing a shout out? <clears throat> no, it was by accident. It's the only beer I had in the house, and uh, I'm on orders to not get plowed, so I'm I'm drinking drinking beer. Yeah, I'm on some orders. Uh, Clay Stone doesn't answer to any such orders. That's, that's Clay right. Stone's his own man. <laughs> well, the last two podcasts I had to take I had to take naps afterward, and we have some family time scheduled tonight, so I I can't get blitz out. Oh, well, that's right, because we had Thanksgiving stuff. So, Clay, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Actually, I went to my friend's house in Jersey and uh, watched my Dallas win and just had a great time with everybody. Did you did you give any kind of stars on the food? How would you rate the food served at the event? Actually, my friend's wife makes amazing food. So, so you didn't say, like, come over here and touch the turkey. You <laughs> touch, touch the turkey. turkey. <laughs> Put your finger in the turkey. No, 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 not at all. Actually, one of them heard the podcast and they started cracking up because they're like, "That's exactly you. That's what you would do." <laughs> oh my god! You actually you've told people that, that about the podcast. One of my buddies who was going to get into wargaming was um, listening to one of the podcasts. Cause I asked him to hear it. Then he heard this one what you did for um, the con, and he started cracking up because he goes, "That's you, right?" I said, "Yep, that's me." <laughs> that's so funny. That's classic. Jay- Jason, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Went to my in-laws, um, which <clears throat> it actually ended up being nice. The, the food was all really good, and uh, I was able to spend some outside time. So is that the is that the drinking the, time, the outside time with the flask? No, it was just getting. So they had cats, and I'm allergic to cats, and there was a lot of people, and I'm allergic to people. Um, so I, I spent some time outside, just kind of hanging out. But the my wife has two nephews who are three and four months older than the baby. 
And uh, so he got to play with his cousins, which was cute to see. I got to swoop in and make mashed potatoes and gravy. So that was fun. Nice. But yeah, I yeah. I prefer to cook. I love cooking. So when it gets taken out of my hand, I uh, I'm a, Dave. Dave might know a little bit of this, but other people might not see it. I'm I'm a bit of a control freak. I I play it off pretty well, but I kind of have anxiety when I when I'm not in the steering wheel or in the in the driver's seat. Um, so I I kind of freak out at Thanksgiving when I'm not cooking. So I get I get grumpy. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a lazy control freak. So like I'm a, I want to control it, but I'm too lazy to. So <laughs> I just critique everyone it. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I just critique everyone. Like literally, we went we went to my mom's and uh, my sister and my brother in law really so like I, I like my family, but yeah, and you get along with your mom pretty well, right? They're, and they're crazy, but uh, yeah. and my mom announces at dinner that she hopes she did well because she knows that I'm going to judge the dinner <laughs> and I'm her harshest critic and like all this stuff. I'm like that's. That's not even true. I'm like, come on. She goes, I know it's Dave's favorite holiday, and Me we're too. having it over here. So I know he's just what. And afterwards, my wife's like, so what do you think? I'm like, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm at the, at the dinner. I'm like, oh no, come on. I'm not like that. I said, no, that's not fair. It's going to be. And afterwards, I was like, oh my god, it was the worst. That's awesome. So my my wife actually is cooking me a separate Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. Yeah, we're doing that's we're doing great. one tomorrow as well. We're, that's great. We're doing ham. We're doing the the cheese, the macaroni and cheese with corn in it. Nice. We're doing we're doing the uh, the green bean with the the little crispies mm-hmm. on top. So and I might I might make some cheese and onion bread. Bake some cheese and onion bread. For nice. Us. How was the chocolate bread? The chocolate bread was not like a super sweet bread. So I got a bread machine because I'm a big bread maker. I like making bread. Uh, but if I make it by hand, I kind of trash my wife's kitchen. She gets really upset because there's flour everywhere. So I got this bread machine. Uh, the chocolate bread is more like a cocoa wheat type bread. Okay. So it's not like you'd expect – I mean you put chocolate sure. chips in there. You'd expect it to be like – but a bread machine is kind of cheating if you're into making bread because it's just not the same experience. But, man, it's so much easier that – yeah. No comparison. So, no. so that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Cheese and onion bread. So we'll see nice. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm making yeah. a whole meal tomorrow. Do, do, yeah. do so a my, turkey, my, mashed potatoes, the whole the whole thing. My wife's a good girl. Uh, I There are times where I wish I was single, uh, like a young Clay Stone. Oh, yeah, Clay Stone. Mode and be able to like <laughs> – Game just, at all hours of the night. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, it was – Yeah. How is it when you guys want a game? Like – do you just go? Oh, I have to argue. No, I have to fight. It's a fight every time. If I want to say like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go play a vassal with uh, with uh, Pete. She's like, what? I'm like, first of all, you were just about to fuck. You're fucking asleep. So I'm just getting up to go do something in a different room. Like, do I have to watch this fucking show with you the whole time? Like, like what the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm. Do you think I want to play at 9 p.m. and stay up till like 1:30 in the morning and then be tired? Like, no, I'd rather just play in the afternoon. Like. Yeah. But apparently, my wife really wants to spend time with me, and it's really it's getting weird. on my nerves. Yeah. Oh, it's so terrible, and it actually worries me because I'm worried that once the kids are gone, like, <laughs> like my wife has, my wife has no hobbies. Really. Like, so I'm like, you need to get hobbies. Yeah. Like, yep. Get some friends. Uh, go go do your yeah. thing. Either yeah. you get her a hobby, or she's gonna have to be a war game buddy. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. But she does play games with us sometimes, but we'll see. See what happens. How about you, Jason? But, Same thing? 
I get I get time to do it, but the the young one doesn't allow it. So he's 15 months now, and and, and Jason, your work has been brutal, dude. Your so that's part of it. I I work about 70 hours a week. Um, so I don't have time at night, and then the kids, the older two kids, have activities. So it's like club volleyball. So that goes on until 9 p.m. So I don't have a ton of time during the week. But on the weekends, that's when I used to do most of the gaming. I would get up at like six or seven, and then go play for two hours before everybody woke up but now the baby wakes up at 6 30 or 7 so i don't have any time and he'll come over and like hit the table i'm playing on and doesn't like to be you know shunned or locked in his own room that doesn't go over very well the and and he he cries at, at a volume that, that my wife knows i'm doing something i shouldn't be doing oh like she's like what like somewhere else and she can well, hear him crying yeah like if i were to lock him in his room that doesn't go over super well. Because my general rule is if you can hear your kid crying, you need to close more doors in your house. <laughs> we don't have that. That's, my, that's rule number two. My <laughs> first, the, the first Dave rule that I have, this is my ultimate life rule. Uh, and again, it's part of the problem with the podcast is I may have said this before, but I'm drunk half the time, so whatever. Yeah. Um, the world makes sense. So if something doesn't make sense, that means somebody is full of shit. <laughs> So if a guy tells you something and you're like, well, that sounds weird. Like, yeah. how would that ever happen? Yeah. That means he's fucking full of shit. Like, yeah. basically, anytime you hear something, you're like, that that's, sounds bizarre. That's weird. It's because somebody's fucking lying about yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. So I told you guys that we had a, uh, like, when I was at the convention, right before we got there, I'd had an incident with my wife with our van, right? So. Mm-hmm. We pulled out the van. The van wasn't running right. It was like literally trying to die in the street while I'm driving it. So uh, after we had some lunch in my car. This is the no no oil change, right? This is right. So I take it over there. And uh, my mechanic, we pull in. And uh, my mechanic's like, oh, my God. Even as I'm pulling the the van in, he's like, what's going on with the van? Like he can hear it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. barely It barely makes it to my mechanic. So the mechanic gets there, he pops it up, he looks at the, the, he checks the oil, he's like, holy shit, the oil is really low. So he goes, my wife now has pulled up, first of all, I'm halfway there, the car is literally stalling out as I'm driving over there, and, my, and people are honking at me, and behind me, like, fuck you, I'm like, I can't fucking drive, you fucking asshole, like, this car is stalling out, and people are pulling, like, like housewives, soccer wives are pulling up next to me, like, you fuck you! So I'm screaming the whole way. Halfway through, I get a text from my wife. Did you want me to follow you to the garage? <laughs> I'm like, sure did. Yeah, that was the fucking plan. Like, I wasn't leaving you there. Like, you were supposed to get in my car and follow me over there. So I roll in. My mechanic starts looking at the engine. He's like, whoa. So my wife comes. She pulls in. She walks up. And she's looking at the car. And she goes, uh. So the mechanic goes and gets this whatever the, the the thing he puts the oil in and gets this big giant like only a a garage would have a a jug of oil this big and he just starts boom, glug, 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 pours like all this oil in there like three quarts of oil and then he looks at it, it's empty he goes and gets another one goes and glug, glug, glug. so my wife is watching this and her her one comment is why well, I, I guess I'm gonna get the blame for this. Huh? <laughs> 
So, so he's like, yeah, it burns oil. So she's like, well, I haven't taken it in because I'm worried that the the stripping on this one window is starting to get tacky. Like, I'm like, nobody cares about the fucking window. Like, this car is about to die because there's no oil. And, and he literally, I put the oil in. I drove it. It drove fine. He's like, dude, that car was going to die in like two blocks yeah. if you didn't put oil in there. And my wife wants a different car. And I, I looked nope. at her. I'm like, sabotage. <laughs> so today, so today, my wife pulls out the car. And she comes back. She goes, oh, I'm taking your car. My car's giving me this weird signal. I go and I check the oil. I'm like, no fucking oil. Wow. Again. I'm just like, so there's something now, wrong. Well, it's burning a ton of oil. The car is burning tunnel up. But while if you keep oil in there, and the, the reason it was running weird before is when it luckily with this car, when it gets to low oil, it only starts working half the rockers mm. on the engine. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't destroy the engine. So that's why it was kind of stalling out on me. And I, dude, I don't know a ton of shit about cars, but I was just like, didn't we just have this whole fucking thing about the oil? Like, wouldn't you like be like, I, I, I get it. I'm the guy. I should check the. So, yeah. But I felt bad because at the shop, my wife literally started crying. And she's like, oh, my grandfather would be so upset with me. For I'm like, oh, she's trying to destroy this van. I'm just watching her. Like. <laughs> but yeah, again, so today, this morning, no oil in the van. Wow. So That's good dedication. Times. Good times. Um. Uh, Couple, couple quick things. I wanted to point out. I've, I've listened to a couple podcasts. I wanted to really point out one that I think is great. If you're inter- interested in like any kind of really funny shit, uh, uh, "Hello from the Magic Tavern" is a podcast. It's run by an improv group. Sounds like an RPG podcast. It's it's not really RPG. Basically, this guy from Chicago falls into a fantasy world in a dumpster behind a Burger King in Chicago, and he's he's basically broadcasting a podcast hmm. from this fantasy world that he fell into. Oh, that's cool. And it is, it's really fucking funny. Uh, there it's an, it's a, they're legit. These guys are legitimate improv actors and they do like a routine basically with the three of them. And I, I hesitate because they do podcasting so well. Like, I don't like to recognize. <laughs> podcasts that much better than us. But, but you don't, you don't want that. Apples and oranges compared. If, if you start it, I would say start with episode 41, which has, uh, Clanks the skeleton, who is like the guy that you meet in the dungeon when you first get there. Mm. He works at the first level of the mm-hmm. dungeon, and he's basically there to die and just kind of. That's but funny. it's very it's it's very funny. That's funny. I thought it's they did a really they do a great job. So I've been walking my dog and listening to that. Have you um, listened to Welcome to Nightville? No. So it's you might like that. It's 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 a similar thing. It's it's more like a like a community radio station from basically like a a town from like the Cthulhu mythos. So like just random public service announcements happen. That's like pterodactyls are eating dogs. Be careful for your oh, dogs. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like this, this, this podcast will have ads and the commercial breaks. They're like, here's a rumor from the Vermilion Minotaur, blah, 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 blah. They're like, if you want to hear more rumors, come by and have an ale. And we'll give you more rumors. Like, That's yeah. You, you should check out Nightvale. It's, it's, it's pretty good. And it's called Night Nightville. Wake, welcome to Nightvale. It's Night V A L E. Clay, do you listen to any podcasts or besides ours? Obviously, actually, no. I don't even know how you guys find those podcasts. Good. No, don't. He doesn't. Don't even, he doesn't even listen to this podcast. Don't, 
Don't look. Don't look elsewhere. This is it. <laughs> no, Clay does. Clay does listen to this podcast. This so Clay, podcast, how do you find out? Podcast, how do you find out about this podcast? This podcast, actually, I was telling um, Dave when I met him. It reminds me of Howard Stern. Now I love Howard Stern. So there's something about it. It's like some feel for it. Now, if you have some women and is all that, that, is that stuff, why you, you can have it. Were that way? No, no, it's not. Yeah, Jason, you're you're the you're the Baba Booey guy. I'm uh, I'm, I'm Gary. But, what, but one, of, one of the funniest ones was when Dave was talking about him and his wife, and his wife was sleeping, and he wanted to go play a game, and she wanted him to stay in bed with him sleeping. That was fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> I can see that happen. Because I would be the That's same way, like, what the fuck? I'm sleeping. Why, why do I have to stay in bed? I know. I know. It, it always comes up because I'm like, I tell my wife, I'm like, do you think I like playing games at 930? Like, no. Like, I would much rather play them in the middle of the day. Like, so if you're already in bed, like, ugh. Yeah, that's it shouldn't ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So so that's why, like, I mixed up my dates. So I was actually going to try to play Next World Poland last night. And then Ralph was like, no, you said you were playing it tonight. Saturday. Mm. And I'm like, dude, uh, I'm podcasting. And we've got we're dropping the kids off. Like we're going out to a restaurant and a movie. Like I can't at the end. Like I mean, I can hurry it up. Like if I get a, <laughs> like I can finish stuff. Like if I get to finish, that's fine. Yeah. But then I can't be like, I'm, okay, now I'm rolling out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> Let me yeah. go clean up and I'm going to replace. Thank you for that. That's not going. I'll see you. That's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not gonna work. There, there's some there's some cuddling required. So. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> And not just with Ralph. I mean, I'm also talking about my wife. Exactly. I mean, it's going to be. <laughs> they just love us. I mean, I'm I'm worried. Like when my kids are gone, I'm like, I feel like my wife loves me too much. Maybe. I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty amazing guy, but I'm kind of worried. Like she wants to spend a lot of time with me. See, I worry about that. I worry that if I meet somebody, that they're going to take away my time from gaming. You got to set that boundary. Oh, I do. Like there was Boys. someone I would tell him, listen, tonight, like I was it's telling a deal you before, breaker, right? tonight, it's a deal breaker. Uh, I want a game. And they're like, yep. you're going to game and not meet with me? I'm like, yeah, I want a yep. game. So I'm at, I'm at a disadvantage because I, I, I started gaming after the relationship started. Oh, so it wasn't part of the negotiation? It wasn't, no, it wasn't part of the, the prenuptial. So now I have to kind of fit it in where I can. Which is well, I have the cat. I have the Catholic advantage with my wife, where I'm just like, "Well, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway, so deal with it." <laughs> like, like you go go to the Catholic Church and try to get like a divorce or whatever you have to do. Like, this is happening tonight. I'll apologize tomorrow. <laughs> but but what, what my wife doesn't get is like, I love my wife. She's wonderful, and love my girls. And Jason, I don't know if you realize this, but we're leaving a legacy for our children to listen to for years I know, that's, afterwards. That's heartbreaking. So, hey, all of you, you're wonderful. Like we we really are. Oh, good the kids people. are great. Okay. You're, you're- you're a pain in the ass, but I love you very much. But like, uh, with, with 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 my wife, it's just like, you know, I, I I need to do this stuff to keep sane. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to sit on the couch and read a book and just watch TV with someone, like, that's going to make me a crazy person. Oh yeah, like, that's never going to work. You know, Agreed. I mean, I can't do that. Agree. So. So this this kind of stuff makes me excited. Like I've been, and we're going to talk about one of the games I got. But I'm starting to get games now where I'm like, I want to get games that I'm excited about, like what uh, Clay's talking about, where I can be up late at night rolling dice and have a drink and just be like, oh shit, that yeah. just happened. Like that's the kind of shit I want to be doing at like one in the morning, where I'm like, I want to do one more turn and see what happens with this. Agree. And if you, if you're not getting that out of the game, then I think 
you're playing the wrong games. So, and some guys, I say that too, because some, I think a lot of guys, even with Vassal and everything, are still solo players. And there's probably guys that just listen to our podcast who don't get on the guild, mm-hmm. don't hook up, there's don't a lot of those connect guys. with people. But man, there's a, there's a whole community out there with us. It's a safe community, normal people that you can play with. And if you're a weirdo, then just stay in the, that's fine. Just, <laughs> just don't, don't participate. Keep downloading. Like, you know, you know who you are, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried. Like once my, once we're retired, I'm like my wife, I need to find some hobbies for my wife. I think she, she might, she might finally realize when enough is enough though. Cause Dave, I love you, but no one needs that much Dave. Right. Yeah, they, you can overdose. There's a lot of overdoses. But 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 it's a hobby we love. Like I love what I do. Yeah, you know, and I, I I love what I do outside of the hobby. But then when I get home and I open up my table and I play my game, I like dive into my game. And it's just me and the game. Right. I it's it's what they don't understand. Like where I can go to like Constant World and play a game for like six days and then come back and be like. All right. Well, now I'm going to go war game. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, have your system? <laughs> like, I'm like, no, not it actually all. Does what are you talking about? It did, it did the opposite for me. I hadn't played a game in like two <laughs> months, and then when I got back from from the convention, like I've been playing something constantly since then. It's it rejuvenated it. But I like I like that kind of detail and story, like kind of what Clay was talking about. Like when they're talking about games, where uh, I forget who posted something where the commander could be drunk. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a there was a drunk marker where the in Civil War where the guy shows up and he's drunk and I'm like that's the the kind of story I want in my games like Agreed. he's drunk so he makes his guys shoot at the wrong guy or whatever like it's just that's the kind of chrome I want. I just feel like a lot of games are getting more simple now. I'm not I'm not in the I'm not in the industry as long as you guys have been, but it feels like some of the new games are very more simple compared to the older games. Well, yeah, it definitely was heavy, and then but I think I think there has been the the big push now there is though for series games, right? So you learn the series, and then and and that's cool. But the the problem with the series games is I find myself getting into this thing where I just buy the next one and the next one and the next one automatically. <laughs> Where I, but I've recently I've broken away from it. So with my purchase of Tutaler Creek, which I was like, I'm getting because I, I get to where I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy the next ASL thing. Now I know GCACW, which is a great system. So I'm going to buy the whatever they put out. Um, and you get in this cycle where you're just constantly buying the next ones, but it's you're not exploring new territory mm-hmm. with systems and fun. You're basically you already know the system. Uh, it's now a new exclusive rule set. So you're going to read that and then you're playing it. But there's a sameness that comes out of that where you're like, okay, so what's the, this is different. Okay. These guys are a little bit different. It's, I, 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 th- I think that's important to reach out and, and explore some of these really good games that are coming out. So we'll see. So, so what's your, what's your big game that you're looking forward to Clay? My next big game. Well, next war career. Is one. And, uh, no, that's right. And after that one, I'm either going to do um, Next War, the SPI game. Right. Or um, I'm looking at NATO Division Commanders as well. Mm. So some old, old, old time games. What about Third World War? That's another that one, one too. 
I also that's got, the one I think is great because for the overhead, that's another one where the rules aren't. It's very related to Next War. I think that's there's some connections to Next War there. The thing is, I have to get that one. Like I picked up Objective Moscow, so that's like in the same family as well. Um, there's so many. It's, it's, there's, it's, so, it's, there's just so many games to play that it's, it's, it's like a, a it's, it's like looking at women and you're like, which one am I going to choose? You know. And, and honestly, learning all the rules, dude. I'm like, after a while, I'm like, I can't remember. I can only remember so many. And that's why I lean towards series, but it's that's a trap. Like you get caught up in the playing the same series, but it's nice because you don't have to relearn the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> play the game. That is true. That's why I'll pay someone to teach me it. <laughs> So was that was that a legitimate offer? Were you saying I'll pay somebody a thousand dollars to teach me this game? Oh yeah, that's legitimate. I'm actually being dead serious. So whoever, Jason, can you learn this game? You gotta, you bet, you have to know this game well, and that yeah. you have to teach me it that I know it well. It can't be like you read a couple of pages and you're trying to teach me it. No, it doesn't work right. like that. And and let's be honest, like uh, Clay was very critical about his eggs. Mm-hmm. So um, like there's going to be a standard set here yeah. as far as what he's expecting. <laughs> Jason, what's your big thing that you're looking forward to? Is there a game you're really set on? Or I'm trying to learn the great campaigns of the American Civil War. Oh, that's War. right, because you, you were so jealous. Of I was so I was... jealous. And then I started reading the 70 pages of rules and my my brain turned to jelly. I just, I don't. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. The 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 game itself. There's not that many. Rules. There's there. So there's 35 pages of rules in the in the main rulebook, and there's like another 30 pages of rules in the game specific rules. Oh come on! But a lot of the if you just play a basic game, it's not that much. There's you just roll dice and move the guys around. So that's what. It, that's why I want somebody to teach me because it seems like that's what it is. Like. There are some specific well, if, rules if for I, a couple if, things, but if I go to if I go to Constant World, I'll teach you that game. Okay. So when we're not playing Axis Empires, uh, I'll teach you that game. We can we can backfill with that, and then uh, that's right. Looking forward to the White Duck stuff. U.S. Civil War coming. I'm on a crazy U.S. Civil War kick right now. That's that's all I want to read about. That's all I want to play. So I've been playing a bunch of small stuff. I've got Stonewall Sword, and then. Uh, Long Street Attacks coming. Oh, oh yeah, I, that you prince. got me suckered into that. I know. <laughs> I got, uh, Stonewall Sword, and I got Thunder in the Ozarks. Did you pick That's it up? That's another one I got. Yeah, yeah, I grabbed both of them. It looks like a cool system. Yeah, maybe a little more flavor than Line of Battle. Like, Line of Battle is kind of like a sanitized, it feels like a sanitized OCS view of uh, Civil War battles. I feel like maybe this system is a little bit more flavorful. Yeah. Like what Huzzah, what Huzzah wanted to be and couldn't get there, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That- well, I polished I, I polished up a bottle of Menage a Trois, so I'm going to go get another bottle. So Go do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go get a beer, too. Then I'll go refill myself. There you go. Okay, I'm back. Me, too. Dave had to find the, I, the corkscrew. I think I have to put on BGG. I'm serious, so people don't think I'm just joking. Say that again. I think I have to put on BGG, and I'm serious. Oh, yeah. So don't think I'm joking. <laughs> I think so. Well, they'll know when they when they hear this. <clears throat> I think Ralph set that tone right. He made a comment about you're so funny. 
Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Next. So, how do you like downtown? Do you like the game? I do. I do, but I'm also a fanatic about the Vietnam War. So, I might look past some some stuff. That's about my level of complexity, though. Like, it's a big rule book, but it's pretty easy to play. <clears throat> Did you not like it? No, actually, I do. And um, I, I wanted to play Elusive Victory. Now, do you like that game, <clears throat> Vietnam 1965, whatever? Yeah. Have you oh, played it? Yeah. Oh, do we like that game? Yeah, we love that game. That is that is probably the, 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 the podcast game of record. It's phenomenal. Are we are we talking white duck right now? Are we talking about the no. stuff? Because I thought you guys maybe would talk white duck while I wasn't here. No, so. we, we were talking about okay. um, actually downtown, and we were talking about he was saying that he likes Vietnam. Yeah, downtown games. is downtown is brilliant. I mean, it, you you can, and it's the same with Wing Leader. It's the same designer. His his views of war kind of come through, like how fragile that the units are and. Like the U.S. almost can't win downtown because if you take any losses, the U.S. can't win, almost. Um, but it's a lot of fun to play. I like the 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 mission or the bombing run planning and and then playing it out. And it actually plays surprisingly well solo. Same here. But the only thing they have to change is that you deplete your ammunition too easily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not as bad as like the DV, the Dan Versen games, but yeah, it's it's easy to to run out of ammo. <clears throat> Have you played Vietnam? No, that's my gift for the White Duck. Oh, did so, you get it right on? Yeah, you'll the, the reason why you're gonna love it. Yeah, love that, it. the reason is... why I got it when I was at the con. Mitch was talking about it. Mm -hmm. Him and Johan used to play it. He was describing it. And I'm like, oh, I got to look into that game. So I've been trying to get it. And since I saw it on this thing, I'm like, okay, that's one of my games I'm going to pick. Yep. Yeah, that's a great game to get. That's a beauty. It's a beauty. That's a game that was designed way back then and it still it's, stands yeah. up. It's, nobody's done it better. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it's perfect. I mean, everything it does, it does really well. It's long. I mean, it's it's detailed, it's great, but at, but, it, but it's great at the operational level with the scenarios. But it's great at the campaign level, like strategic wise. I mean, it's just the best. That's great. I gotta tell you, I better live to be a hundred thousand years so I can play all my games. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what I will say to people is, we do have a paramedic who comes to all of our conventions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if Keep us you alive. need help. Yeah, if you need any kind of cardiac assistance before probably about 8 p.m., you're set. You're ready to go. After that, we're not vouching for any of your, your safety because our paramedic's probably intoxicated. Because so. <laughs> I would look at my games and I'd be like, you know, I better live a long time because when I retire, I'm going to be playing some of these games. No, Vietnam is one you definitely want to invest some time in. It's worthwhile. It's a great game. There are some adjustments if you're ever going to try to tackle uh, the full game, there are some recommendations on some mods you might want to make, but man, it's fucking fantastic. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. And the Vassal module is ridiculously helpful. 
And, and I recently played uh, Warfighter. Oh, right on. Which I, I was actually happily surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, you I know what? I saw you fun. playing that because you, you, you did the Kickstarter for the World War II version, right? Nope, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I thought, I thought you said I, I don't. I re, I ref, nope, I refuse to do Kickstarters. Uh, I don't yeah. trust them. I can't I, stand I them. I don't, I don't like that. I don't get those things, Kickstarters. You give people money, so they make money, and you get nothing in return. I don't get any interest, no preferred return. <laughs> no, I did, I, yeah, I, I did one for some fucking fantasy game, like tons of bones or something for the girls. And I'm still waiting around, yeah. seeing pictures of their warehouse, and they're putting stuff on trucks. And I'm like, well, I'm never doing that again. Like, I've just... <laughs> And then they're like, "Oh, we've got these other like, yeah. things, but you got to pay more shipping yeah. if you want this or that." Or so basically, I mean, you fund me so I can make money, and you get nothing in return but a dopey T-shirt or something, maybe. Right. Well, I prefer the pre-order model where I'm promising I'm going to pay, but I can still back out. Like you're not going to charge it until it's coming. Right. 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 That's much better. The pre-order I get. The Kickstarter, not so much. The GMT model and, is and, the best because. The Legion and the Revolution model, where you have to then go buy it when it's ready, I'm too lazy and I, I end up forgetting. GMT, where you, they they charge you when they charge you, you know when it's when it's coming out, and then it just shows up. Then I can forget about yeah, it. Yeah, GMT and MMP are both on that model. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, sweet. Yeah, I agree. So, but but yeah, so yeah, I Warfighters got it. Are a lot I kind of played. I just got Warfighter to kick me over because I was buying, uh, I think I was buying Dicenso <laughs> for Axis Empires. And I needed shipping. cool stuff. I need something to kick me over, so I bought Warfighter. <laughs> I, but dude. I, I bought it, that Dicenso. But it was it was pretty fun playing Warfighter. Yeah. Like, I did the, the ones against the uh, drug cartels, <laughs> and you kind of pick your guys and... Uh, and, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of deciding which, uh, like there's, and then you get into the, the, basically you're fighting the drug cartel, which is the easy one. And then you're doing the insurgent, uh, mm-hmm. Middle East insurgents or Middle East military. But there's cool things like if your location is a mosque, you can't shoot zero and you you can't shoot like in the mosque. You can only shoot around the mosque. Right. And, I, and I like that they had pictures of the soldiers. They would say who the soldier was from what unit mm-hmm. who took the picture. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I thought it was great. It'd and it'd be you, a great guild game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually, I, I had meant to bring it to the convention because it's so light. Like you can just throw it down, and and if you like that kit out thing, if you like to equip, you know, if you like gear, it's it's really good for that. Well, and I like that you have major characters that you can play, and then you have like NPCs, squads, yeah. and then you have like yeah, and then you have like just the henchmen mm-hmm. that are just down there. And it was very neat how you put the squad together and try to like. And reloading's an issue. It's it's. I thought it was a pretty well done game, and I played with the stupid bullet dice. <laughs> I didn't get so. those, but but it just came. It comes with the basic set now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's. I bought. I just bought the basic warfighter set. So you get the cartels, you get the Middle East insurgents and military, you get the bullet dice, you get the mat you can put out. Uh, that, it was nice. That map's a little cheesy for me, but other than that, every. I liked everything. Yeah, but it, it just it, at least lets you sort out. Oh, I'm sorry, I just hit my mic. But it lets you it lets you sort out the locations and stuff. I mean, but it am I, are we talking about the same map? Yeah, I didn't think it was a big deal. The the, the L shape, I like. Yeah, right. Like one is is like on the bottom left, and then two goes on top of it, and then three goes to the right of two, and four you know down. I I don't like that shape of it. It should have just gone left to right. But other than that, that's my only complaint. Well, do you think they ran out of room? That's not why they did the. Well, 
Yeah, but I thought it was good. I think it's worthwhile for what I paid for it. I mean, basically, it was a, a hundred buck plus like punch to get me over the free shipping for cool stuff. So, and I just got a text from Pete. Pete is currently uh, uh, punching and and clipping to taller Craig and loving <laughs> loving the counters. I got to play that game. That's another game, um, Dave. And you got to tell me all about it. So, so Silver, well, I'm going to review it. So you're definitely going to hear about it. So Silver Bayonet also came out. Yes, um, it did finally. I play tested it. So when it comes out, I got to admit, I'm kind of like, meh. Okay, we're going to play that later. Because I've already fucking right. played that, the shit out of the game. But it, it, the components look incredible. Uh, guys are bitching about the fact that it's not solitary. No. Friendly, but I mean... Like it's fucking it's vietnam dude it's like like what are you talking about it's like get a friend just find a friend but there are there I'm are sorry. there are plenty of solo games out there right like and well the the, the mistake they might have made is i guess they put it as a six on the solitaire scale when they maybe should have mm, it's not a solitaire it's not a solitaire you're not playing this game solitaire right so uh but Whatever. I mean, if that's what people are going to complain about, about that. It's, no. The other thing that's been killing time for me is I actually got on Steam because everybody was blabbing <laughs> about Steam. Dude, I bought Solaris, which is like a sci-fi, like strategic game. And I have been like trying to sneak that in like as my wife runs errands and stuff. I'm like playing that. Oh, it's ridiculous. My kids are helping me out. I got a game for you. Dave. Okay. You ever hear of Eve Online? Oh, nice. There is no, no, there's no way. I I cannot possibly, what are you talking about, Clay? I know what you're talking about. I cannot possibly play that game. <laughs> if you play that game, if you play that game, you will be so hooked. No, but uh, how, what do I do? I'm going to live it, in a shack it, up it, on a mountain somewhere <laughs> and like ignore my family? Exactly. Because uh, that when you're like playing a real character in a world where you fight, and, yeah, I can't do that. I've heard on a I heard on a three moves ahead the podcast where they interviewed some like major like high ranking like admirals in Eve Online and they talked about it like there is no way in the hell I could do that but uh, Stellaris I've been kind of getting into and checking that out so whatever I wonder why your wife's giving you shit yeah I know I know I'm a good person I want to do well all right uh, so that's what I got I got oh I tried out Warfighter. And that's that's my big game, I guess, that I messed around with. Uh, oh, uh, Famous Ken came over. We restarted our Guns of Gettysburg games, this time where I didn't cheat and shoot at him with, like, 14 factors of artillery when I wasn't allowed to. And uh, my situation is much worse. <laughs> so so uh, the, the, the Union has basically been forced back onto the traditional positions we were in, except that he just drove me off Culp's Hill. So I don't know how that's going to go. So Still loving it, though? Oh, yeah, it's great. I love how the game's different every time. It's a different game every time you play. Sweet. And it's, and it's all baked in to the game. There's no scripting. Right. There's no, it's yeah. just the game is what it is. Like, you pick where you make your stand. You can move your objectives. You can, it's, it's really nice. So, good. So, uh, Jason, what did you get in the White Duck? What did I get? I got uh, the U.S. Civil War, um, the GMT game, and some books from from Eeyore, and then um, one of the Warhammer LCGs, Stronghold, and then Space Hulk, Death Angel from from Rex. Yeah, I got got a game from Rescue Scooter, Mm -hmm. uh, Ardennes. Is that going to be good? 
Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that. So it's a solo like that it had, two-player it, game. Right, I thought the solo looked good. Yeah. I heard it was horrible. Oh, did you really? Oh, really? No, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> Oh, what a dick! Do, do do not get me do not get me worked up about this fucking white deck shit because I will get fucking worked up. I mean, I okay. So here's what I will say. So that's the game I wanted. That's that was my number. I one. I I donated to the white deck, and of course my 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 donation was picked first. Yeah, yeah. I saw that, that. That was a that was a yeah. Yet I fucking apparently had the same amount of thumbs as everybody. Like, this is my. Uh, I'm not going to get into it because guys are already trying to give me shit about the whole fucking thing. I'm just saying. Basically, here's my thing. Look, I had two games that are probably worth about four hundred and fifty dollars yep. together. Yes, yes. And and I haven't played them in like two or three years. And I've I've said I'm not interested in the system. So for me, I'm like I'm going to give that out there. Like I want to put that game back out there. Like let's give it to somebody who's going to play them. Right. Um, so I felt like last year's duck had much better games. Like I think Herkin Forest was out there. There were games that I was like, wow, like there were guys putting in Labatai games that were like old and rare. This time around, I felt like the, the, the entries were weak. <laughs> I didn't feel that way at all. I, I felt like I went, I went hard. You did. And. Did. I didn't, and then there was nobody behind me. I didn't even understand what was this thing about. I just, <laughs> first time hey, doing well, it, well, and then I saw your game, so I'm thinking, okay, you can choose one or the other. I didn't know you get both. Oh, I gave them both. I gave, so if people don't know, I gave away Devil's Cauldron and Where Eagles Dare at once. So I was thinking if you give two games, you get two games in return. I guess it doesn't go that way. Two entries. No, I gave it was, one. It big, was one. I gave entry. one big. Me- no, I could have done them as separates, but I gave them as one big mega gift. So, the gift I had, the, the gift I got had, I think, three games on it. You're telling me I get all three games, you not do. just the one game I asked. Uh, oh yeah, you're, no, you're going to get all three games. Okay, see, I didn't know that. I thought I got only <laughs> the one game, Vietnam game. So what are you what are you getting after Vietnam? It's, do you get are you getting War in the Pacific? War the no Pacific no, War some some it's whiff yeah it's whiff war oh, oh whiff is good though whiff is good oh uh, and also Pacific War those three games right the the only downside with whiff is you're going to be playing Taller Craig for the next uh, four <laughs> years so you're not going to play that game at all I'm so I'm so I'm so psyched to play that that game uh, that is is a great game. But Braxton, Braxton's bundle so, was—I mean, that was like seven games. That was—I know, I know. Braxton was very generous. I was just fucking with Braxton because I wanted him to give the deluxe SPQR because I wanted the deluxe <laughs> SPQR. <laughs> that was the only reason I was fucking with him. So, but Braxton, Braxton got mad at me halfway through. It. That's all right. <clears throat> and it's fun. It's more about like the bullshit of it, and and I I would hope, and I'll just put this out there. And encourage people, if you got something in the white duck, don't then go sell it. Like if if you're done with it, put it up next year. Oh no. You know what I mean? Like Mike, Mike, the copy the copies that I'm giving the trip, I'm marking them. There I'm you writing go. all over them so he can't resell yeah. them. If I would have got if I would have got Dave's gifts, I would have sold them in two seconds. <laughs> I will. I'm, 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 and then you invest I'm, that for hundred dollars, and then next year, and I, and I, no, I, I would have sold it for a, a six hundred dollar profit. Yep. 
I'm literally writing all over them. I'm writing over the box. I like it. Like none of it's going to be reusable. You can only use it to play. What you, it. That's what you it. should do is take the 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 challenge coin and like press it into the box cover so it like embosses right. it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, the, the other thing too is I started clipping the Devil's Cauldron counters before I really knew how to clip. Like I was using literally toenail clippers and like a jig. I made a jig out of like a CD oh, that's case. right. I remember that like, jig. But, and then I finally like emailed you. I'm like, how the fuck do you clip your counters, dude? And you told me about the organ yeah. and that stuff. So uh, whatever, you, you get what you buy. That's right. I mean, buyer beware. Dave, so, you can put the explosive ink in there. You know, when they bankrupt, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. they open up the that'd box and everything. That would be so good. That would be so good. It's be a secret, secret surprise. Yep. Well, when I when I gave it last year, I think I sold it to B mode, my prize, and I did include a. Popsicle stick with a Westmoreland face go. mask on, nice. on it. So keep it in the guild. Yeah, so White Duck's over, thank God. So we can get back to normal guild business. That's done. <laughs> Speaking of normal guild business, go buy shirts. Clay, I am wearing a V neck right now in honor yes, of you. If it's a V Yeah. Have you not uh, seen the uh the new one, the whiskey one? That's really good. I am actually gonna pick up some. I was just asking, do you guys do it in V neck? Because V neck is what I like. Yeah. And I put it Dave up just Ants, for you. Dave answers to get a tailor. So, yeah, right. Well all right. So am I the friendliest person to deal with in the <laughs> Hey I am I am accommodating. I actually actually I like your BS. It's 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 refreshing. Well, well, it's funny because I recently had a, a company in my my industry approach me about being a salesperson, and I was like, "Well, I think I'm really good, like in some situations, but like I don't know if you want me for sales." Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be. Let's... Can I get the logos on the sleeve? No. So I can't do custom sleeve logos. No. Hey, dude, it's Teespring. We're not doing like. Yeah, I'm not making these myself. Like, what do you want a rugby jersey? What's next? Like, I, I've done all the co customization that I'm that I'm that I'm doing just for you. I, I think we should be glad that we just have a design. The design is awesome. Both of people them. haven't seen the whiskey design. The whiskey design is great. Yeah. That, that was like a that year ago. Well, it was me basically reminding him, like, "Hey, have you finished that yet?" <laughs> I actually thought Dave. I actually thought Dave's avatar was Dave until Bmo told me, "No, that's not Dave." That happens all the no. time. I'm telling you, dude. I had a guy once who said, "Hey, you look like you fought in Vietnam." Like he tried to email me. I'm like, dude, that's not who I am. I'm like, that's very, that's very old. It's long, long time ago. Long time ago. All right, so let's. Why don't we do some game reviews? Dad, Dave, you're on borrowed time. All right, so uh, do you want to do a little goss? Ah, sure. Do some goss. So, so which which goss game are you going to actually review here? Clint? Actually, I was just going to review the system, and you know, I can I can review Hell's Hell's Forest, and but mostly the system. Well, now, have you have you played OCS? Uh, yeah, I have, and I don't like it. I I, right, so, I, I think so, it's so, I, I think it's a nice system, but I think it's too simple. Okay, and would 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 would, would you would you say the would you say that the OCS and the Goss system are sim are similar in scale? 
Um, or would and, you say maybe Grand Tacticals, the GPS system is more similar to Goss? OCS and, and Goss, you know, they have big games, um, but Goss is more deeper. All right, so let's let's focus on the differences between the systems. I think I think Claystone so, and I will never play a game together. No, you. Yeah, <laughs> never I'm going to make that prediction right now. <laughs> Unless Mister One Thousand tricks Clay into playing it into an Aliens yeah. game where he plays little stand-up guys. So, uh, so what what do you think of the big things that Goss does that other game okay. systems out there don't do? What I like with the Goss system is that. OCS has logistics where you got to have, you know, supply and all that good stuff. Goss takes a little further where you have to have the fuel, you get the ammo. Um, like the artillery is much different in, in OCS that is in Goss. So basically, Goss is a battalion company level game. Uh, every hex is a mile long, basically. And the way it's broken out like the counters itself starting out with the counters you have like standard you have the fighting strength the defense strength and the movement then you have so, so it's like attack defense movement yeah and then you have off to the side you have your nato symbols or silhouettes and next to the nato symbols you have proficiency numbers one is for uh, attack and proficiency, and another one to the left of, I mean, to the right of the NATO symbol is for your defense proficiency. Right, so it's on either side offense on the left, defense on the right. And the way the game starts out with, which I like, you start out with air points. So you give yourself air points because air is, is very key in this game. Um, so everyone gets air points. The next thing, if, if I go through the sequence and play, you have your weather determination, so you do your weather. And then you have your command segment. Command segment is that you want to set up your units to a certain core. So let's say you have an army that's leading all the units on the, on, on the map. So you have your first army out there. Then you have two cores. Each core handles a certain amount of divisions underneath them. It's very important that these cores don't have too many divisions because they can't feed them all enough fuel and enough ammunition to battle. So you have to set your, your guys in the right areas. And I like that. It makes you think. Plus, you have to give um, each core a certain boundary line. So basically, you set a boundary line that says this core has to stay north of this boundary line. Now, and this core has how to is, stay south of that boundary line. Now, how is that boundary line indicated in the game? Like, how do you keep track of that? Basically, you you set up a you you designated the hex, saying, "Okay, these hexes here, my units of the seventh core has to stay south of that." And what I yeah, usually do, what I usually do is, <clears throat> I have like these, like it's not two picks, but they look oh, like I've two seen picks. You have these, yo, I've seen these games. You have these markers that you lay it on the sides. And I lay them down, and I say, okay, these units have to stay here, and this unit has to stay on this side of it. So basically, it's it, it, this is similar to how the Grognard Studios did their uh, their their uh, curse game, where they had like core areas where units could operate, which is how every military unit operates but war games don't operate this way so 
what you have to do is you have to feed your units fuel. So if you have like the third armor division for the Americans, they need to move their tanks. And the only way they're going to move their tanks is that you have to give them fuel. So what happens in the logistics stage, you get truck points and the game designates certain amount of truck points to each each side. And let's say I had four truck points. So you'll say, OK, I'm going to designate two of those truck points to fuel and the other tool. I'm going to give it to ammo. And then you got a roll on the table and it tells you how many fuel points you're going to get for how many truck points you've given. Nice. That's cool. So let's say I had, I rolled and I got maybe five fuel points. Now I have to give those fuel points to certain divisions to be able to move. Now, did the, did the fuel points show up at a certain location, like the headquarters or... So you give it to the head of every division. So let's say the division uh, leader gets one and he handles all of his divisions. So let's say the third armor division gets two fuel points. That Those two fuel points allow, allow my men to move full movement. If I give half of the fuel points, then I can only move half the movement points. But the idea is you're conserving the fuel for next turn. Exactly. Now, you can always... God, I, I'm afraid of this game system. I'm really getting nervous, Jason, because I feel like now I want to buy these games. No. <laughs> I thought you played this system. What, what happened? Well, I lo I've lusted after this game system for like... I love the Hurricane Forest. I've lusted after this game for like three years. Isn't this the system where but the I've... where the maps don't line up? Or is that something else? No, this is, now this is the... That's a Grognard Studios mm. one. So what's that one? What is it? Do I have to walk back there and look at it? I can't oh, that's that. Walk Down Ride. Never mind. Death, it's Death Ride, Death Ride Death Kursk. Ride, yep. That's a different game. Death Ride Kursk is completely okay. different. Sorry. And and Jason, never interrupt Clay like that. I, so <laughs> I was responding to you, Dave. What I like about it is that you don't rush all your units up to the line and just attack like most games do. You have to strategically think about, okay, which area am I going to attack with and how much fuel am I going to give to certain units? Now, you can either move all your units in that division or you can say, okay, I'm just going to move three of my units that can move my full movement. And, 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 you, and you work your way that way. Now, Clay, have you taught B-Mode this game yet? No, not yet. I want to teach him it. Is B-Mode kind of afraid to learn this game? No. Is he reluctant? Does he seem reluctant? We really haven't talked about it, but I don't see him being reluctant since he likes next war career or next war um, system. So he likes a heavy system. So this system, he it's not a hard system to learn. It looks like it is, but it's not. So if we were going to talk about gaming ideas, like for you, like with me and Famous Ken, I'm kind of the pitcher and he's the catcher, right? <laughs> so with you and Bemo, are you the pitcher and Bemo's the catcher? Like you're going to suggest the game and Bemo's. Why, why are you laughing? What's wrong with that? Actually, that's a, actually, that's a normal I, baseball reference. Actually, what I do with everybody is I tell them, listen, these are the games I have. It's Bemo, Clay. It's Bemo the catcher and you're the pitcher. I go, these are the games I have. You guys choose what you want to play. <laughs> 
And so I let them choose. If they don't choose anything, then I'll suggest something. And do you ever do what I do at Famous Canon? You like set up a game that looks really good, and you like, like you have the just crap game man. they want that they were playing, and you're like, "Hey, what about this?" And they're like, "Hey, what's this?" And you lure them in. No, I haven't done that yet. And and you have to give homework too. Here's seventy pages of rules to read before we meet up again. It, it works. It works with the ladies. Just saying, Clay. I don't know if you need advice for the ladies, but it works with the ladies. So like, All right, no. so I'm sorry. I, I interrupted your thing. So what, I, what I also like about the system is when you, like the combat. Let's say I have a unit attacking your unit, and I also, and I have two of his units next to me. You get defense shifts in your favor for having um, enemy units next to you. Oh, so basically... Well, like, so you guys are so, alerted, so, kind of, like you're aware so basically, it's the the combat the combat assault table is made up of percentile dice. So you can go from up to over a hundred a hundred points or under maybe thirty negative thirty. That's how much of a difference it is when you roll the dice. And the beauty about it is I get to roll as the attacker, and the offender also gets to roll his part. So there is a lot of back and forth stuff. So it's not like I roll attacking you and you just sit there and watch me destroy you. You get to roll against me, which is good. So when you're saying you're rolling against them, like you're rolling on like your own defensive, like firepower chart or something, like were you doing damage to them? Correct. So basically you add up your firepower against their defensive firepower, right? And then we, we, we find out the ratio and we go on a chart. And then basically, based upon the location where the defendant unit is, is he in a city, is he in a forest, is he in rough, or is he in clear, tells me where on the column I have to put, like, let's say it's two to one for argument's sake. I look now, is he in the city? Okay, then I go to two to one in the city column. Then from there, we start seeing what are the column modifiers where we shift it left or right in favor of me or against me. After we do all the shifting back and forth and find out what's the last column that we're going to be playing off of, now we have dice modifiers where I'll give an example. Uh, one of the dice modifiers would be combat reserve. So you put units in combat reserve behind your units. And so when you're being attacked, those units will give you a plus five or a plus 10 or a plus 15 modifier in your favor. So and let's this, say, is, this is base 10. This I was going to say, nerds. What, what base are we? Base 10 for you nerds out there. <laughs> base 10. So, so let's say I'm attacking your guy, Dave, and you put someone behind you in combat reserve. And let's say there was three infantry guys that you did that with. You're going to get a plus 15, which is the max you can get. So plus 15 points. That means when I roll the dice, whatever I get, you being a defender will minus 15 points from that dice roll, hmm. which will help you in your favor. Because you want as low as possible when you roll, and I want as high as possible when I roll. Oh, that's cool. You follow me? Okay. So, so okay. that would be one. The next one would be... Um, integrity bonus so basically what it is is that you have regiments and you want to keep your regiments together when you're attacking or defending so when i attack you with 
my regiment's all the same, I get bonuses. And so I can get up to 30 points of bonuses if I keep them all together. Each, each regiment consists, it equals about five uh, points. So basically a 30 point um, bonus to me is a, is a plus 30 on my dice roll. Because all the regiments are used to fighting together and they're all good. Exactly. Next thing is armor. Armor, which I love in this game, is that armor really means something. And you really want to have them as combined, too. You want to have an infantry or engineer with your armors. So basically, you have your attack number, but you also have an armor factor on top of it. So what you'll do is you'll take your armor factor, subtract it from their uh, anti-tank number and add that up whatever that number is if it's in favor of me let's say I have a three that's equal to um, 10 20 that's equal to 30 points in favor of, my, uh, of me so I, I definitely get the feel that there's, this is a crunchy game there's a lot of detail going on there's a lot of like granular like on the on the ground action um, and, and how, how does that feel with the scenarios? Like, are the scenarios like kind of scenarios where you're getting into this kind of detail or is it mostly like, like, where do you feel as the player? Who are you are? Who are you as the player as you're playing the game? The detail, see, the first time you do it, the second time you do it, after a while, you get so used to doing these um, crunching numbers and going through um, the ground assault table that it becomes second nature to you, that you just know off the top of your head. So, that's so so when you're when you're playing the game though against someone, do you feel like 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 Labatai is my classic example I go to where um, you're Napoleon, but you're also controlling everything that every little unit does, every little battalion, even like skirmish companies. Like, are they going to go? Where they're going to move? Well, like, where do, who do you feel that you are when you play the game? I feel like I'm the core commander because you. Like the game I was playing with Hurricanes, uh, Hell's Forest, they were two core commanders. And, and Hurricanes, by the way, is I think one of the greatest scenarios. That, like like that attack on Schmidt, all that stuff. I love that whole area of World War II. It, it's, it's, it's a tough game where the roads, the, the area is just tough sledding. And you're just moving because in this game, you just like, let's say there's a tank on, on, on the road and you have another tank behind it. The tank behind it, you can't ride up the road and pass that tank. You have to now stop in the same hex as that other tank in front of you because it's right. simulating right. that there's a ton of tanks on the road. Right. So you got to move the tank in front first, then move the tank in the back next. Also, when you end up in the same hex with the other tank, it costs you two movement points. So you really have to figure out, okay, guys, I got to move all these guys first before I can move anyone behind. So are, would you be willing to pay $100 to people who are, want to learn how to play this game system? Would I pay $100 to anybody? Yeah, would you say, are you are willing to say, like, hey, I'll pay $100 to anyone who wants to learn how to play the game? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, I'll pay you $100 and I'll teach you how to play Goss. How about they pay me? Justin's going to do or, it for free. Way, he doesn't need to pay anybody. Or somewhere in between. Like, you're B-Mode. Uh, I'm sure if you pitch B-Mode that idea, he'll agree to it. 
But it, it is a good system. Like with the planes, basically, when you fly out, you have to do, um, it's called a, what is it called again? Safu, snafu, something like that. Yeah, situation normal, all fucked, all up. fucked up. You got it. So basically, you can have scatter where you, you first you go through flak. Then after the flak, you have air superiority. Are you being attacked by other planes? And then after it gets through all of that, then you go and do your bombing. Now, you can miss and you can scatter the, the bombs and you hit your own men who are around you. Or, or you just um, you abort and you already expended all those air points. It, it, it's definitely a deep game. I mean, the art is great. The maps look awesome. I love the maps. Uh, it, it, like I'm hanging. That's why. That's why I think of the white duck. Like the last time when the Hurricanes Forest thing came up, I was like, "Oh, maybe that'll come <laughs> again." Because I'm totally gonna try to get that game if that comes up. And I was really upset. So, but rescue scooter. I'm very happy with the gift I got from you. Whatever it is, I don't even remember what I get. What I get Enemy action. Oh, that's right. That's it's gonna be great. I'll be very happy with. If it. you're not happy so, with it, let me know. We'll work something out. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> trip, enjoy my enjoy my two copies of. Whatever. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm very upset. We need to never talk. Oh, that's about that's good. So, 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 uh, yeah. Why, why, <laughs> why do I even talk? And and it's funny because I was I was literally when Duck was talking about the competition, he's like. Oh, you're up. I'm like, I was literally at the Japanese gardens. At the you're good. I'm like, I'm just chilling out, dude. Not thinking about the white thing at all. So, um, so, uh, Clay, a fan, would you recommend the, the games? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not clear. <laughs> How would you be? Like, you're, you're for it. I think you're for all it. All for it. No, I'm all for the system. Um, I really like it. It seems like it is very detail oriented, though. So I think you have to be careful. Like you, you, there, there is some. There's a lot of factors considered when you're trying to figure out the different stuff you're doing in the combat tables. And- it is, but once you do one or two turns, uh, well, I should say two or three turns, you have it. Then after that, it's like it, it, it flows. <laughs> well, good. Well, all right. So what would you give it uh, stars as far as how much you like it? One through 10. I would give it for me. It's a, it's a 10. Nice. And as for, and, and, and you can't drink a lot of beers on this. Forget it. Right. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> say beers. So how many beers? Let's give a beer rate. I'll give it one. Yeah. That, that sounds about right. Oh, that is not a great rating. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's... No, you can't, you, you, uh, when you're first learning this game, you can't drink beers and be wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Am I studying for my PhD or am I trying to have fun on my weekend off? Like, like what the fuck? A one rating? Yeah, we kind of expect. Yeah, uh, Jason, you have something you want to? Dave, you go. Or? You go first. Oh, Lord, here we go. All right. So I'm going to review Totalicrick. Axis Empires, Totalicrick. A classic. Yeah, it is, it is a classic. I don't even know when this game was made. Well, I think the current edition. Does someone is, know that? Is someone do the research? Nope. But it's been around for a long time. So I, I've tried a World of War. I played a World of War. 
I, th- I found the world of word like needlessly complex in a lot of different situations. Uh, the way they worked the force pulls, there were a lot of special rules. You were constantly looking through the book to figure stuff out. One of the things I like, I think, about uh, Totala Craig is basically it's the combat system and everything else is very simple. So when units fight, yeah, you have a CRT, you roll 1d6 based on the odds, you get your result. You advance after combat. If you've got armor, you might exploit and move further. But that's it. I mean, there's really not to the game, not, not that much to the game as far as how the combat system works. The real complexity comes with the cards because you have a whole deck of cards and they're divided up into pre-war, uh, limited war, and total war. So when you're at pre-war, you only have the pre-war cards available to you. But on the cards, there's restrictions, like you cannot play this card unless this card has been played. So they do kind of walk you down the path a little bit, but you come to forks where you might have a 5A or a 5B, and then you're like, well, I want to choose Barbarossa, or do I want to choose Operation Sea Lion? If you choose one, you get all this stuff. If you choose the other, you get all this stuff. But you're, you're irrevocably like thrust to that area of the campaign. So I think the cards do a really great job of just running you through the different segments as far as what you get in your force pull, what you're allowed to deploy out on the map, what you're allowed to do. There's tables you can roll on, like political tables. Um, So when you first get the map, you're kind of like, yeah, it it looks very similar to a lot of strategic games where there's a lot of counters for uh, one strength, one one twos, one ones, one twos, and you're like, all right, whatever. But I think definitely with the cards, the cards add a tremendous amount to the game because you have to kind of plot out how you want to do your strategies. And then there's these random tables, so you never know what's going to happen from card to card. Uh, The force pools are cool because... Different cards will add different units to your force pools. So initially, when you start in like 1937, you have very small units, one-step units. But as units become more powerful, they become two- and three-step units that are really strong. But those units aren't available to you. But as you play cards, those units are then put into your force pool. And then during the game, you can try to send replacements and build those strong units so the Soviets might want big tank armies in the beginning of the war, but they don't get them until like 1943 and 1944. So, uh, Air and is very abstracted. The, uh, the ground combat system is very simple. It's basically a CRT system. Uh, but Air and Naval seem to more cancel each other out. So basically, if I put a, a naval unit in an ocean and you send a naval unit out to the same ocean, they go bounce out to the delay box. And then we roll on the delay box and see how long it will take to get them back again. Okay. So they're like so, hung up. Right. So, so as the British, like say you have two surface fleets and I have one surface fleet. I send one out. You send one out. They bounce. Then you send your other surface fleet out. And I can't challenge it. So, And air works the same way. Air goes out. Like air, air fleets will go out. And then interceptors will respond. And they'll bounce out. And then they roll on 1d6 on the delay box, modified by things like how well is it going, how much uh, uh, like strategic warfare is going on. There are die roll modifiers. So you might not get that fleet back. The other thing that's interesting is they do do something for uh, 
naval warfare to reflect the fact that uh, naval warfare was air, air was so superior to navals. You can get the deep six, where if you roll for a naval fleet on and you roll a six, it can actually be doubled a two d six to get them back, like like a Pearl Harbor type situation or or something really bad. We don't get that fleet back for like three to four years. The idea of well, the the idea of the cards having lasting impact, like if you choose one, then other options go away, is is really cool. Like that, the, and it makes sense, and that's an that easy, elegant way to do it. It's basically putting paragraphs and paragraphs of rules and and exceptions on a card that you actually it's not scripted right you get to you get to pick when you play it based on the circumstances surrounding what's what's happening right now when i was watching you guys play it the other night that really stood out as something really neat no yeah that's that's definitely true so let me let me see if i can find some of these cards so i can actually run through them so that might that might explain this better so the this the, the thing i like about it is a world at war was a strategic war system um but it was like kind of needlessly complicated. Like it seemed like there were a lot of times where like, God, just going through the rules to figure out how many guys you could put in your, your force pool was like, it took forever. So the, the nice thing about this game is the cards kind of roll you right through it. So the, the best example I think is the Soviet cards. Let me grab, I'm gonna grab a couple of Soviet cards real quick so I can talk about it. He should have been prepared. I really like the sound of this game. Yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. And it went pretty quickly when they were playing it the other night. It <clears throat> seemed pretty easy to teach. All right, I can't find shit. So anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so basically when you start as the Soviets, you have a choice. There's like three choices. Uh, it's your number one card. And it says uh, purges or Tukievsky's reforms, or build a, build a defensive line, basically a solemn line. And so based on what you choose, the card will then tell you, pull these cards out of your deck. Like you can no longer choose these cards. So I chose the reform card, because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be like a liberal guy. And I think the <laughs> army needs to be reformed. So it pulled a shitload of cards out of my deck, and one of the cards it did not pull out of my deck was later on, like it was like Red Army Officer Coup, or some shit like that, where like, because I didn't do the purge, these fuckers later on are gonna like try to like overthrow me and stall. So do you? I love it. Do you have to play? So it, it's pulling those cards out. Does that make it more likely that you have to play those other cards? Do you have to play a card every turn? No. What you do is you you uh, when you pick a card, you then have to pick a pending card. The pending card will be your card for your next turn. Okay. So you don't get to pick when your card opens. You pick ahead of time. So your pending card is always going to be the card you're going to play in your next season. But so, so you, seasons. So this is important because seasons uh, are are a, a, a variable number of turns, right? And not variable in that we don't know how many longer to be. But winter's short, summer's long. So if you pick a winter card, you're probably only going to have two turns where the winter card applies. So do you feel like a leader of a country? That oh, dude, you're stalling. You're selling. Yeah, like, and like, you're, you're making that choice. Like, let me, right, let me talk about my game. So basically I did, I, I thought it'd be a nice Stalin, and I did two, two Kievsky's reforms, 
And then we got to, uh, I had a choice, like purges, the next card from one, I looked through my other cards. I'm like, well, all my cards are saying until you play 5A or 5B, you can't play me. So I'm like, all right, let me look at 5A and 5B. And they're like, purge <laughs> or collect or like collective security. So I was like, well, we'll do collective security. So I picked that one, and that was my next card coming up. And uh, then that forces you to pull out other cards <laughs> out of your deck. So then collective security is basically saying, hey, we want all the Balkans. We're all going to be friends, like the Baltic states, and we're all going to ally to each other. And it's not like I'm going to try to take you over. So there's all these choices you make in the game. Where it's, 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 it's really remarkable. You know, the Russians are really affected by it because like their, their deck is obviously very aggressive, but uh, even, even with the allies, you know, you have a lot of choices. Like you can only play so many rearmament. So the way it works is with, you have cards that are rearmament cards. And a rearmament card will might say like, um, okay, for this turn, you can place these units in your force pool. So these units were all counters that you punched, but they're not eligible to you until they go into your force pool. So then when you have your replacement segment, you can take those units out of your force pool and put them on the map and start building units. But if the cards you have don't let you do that, they just sit in your force pool. <laughs> I, I think it's... The, the game is the the way the the way it works is pretty amazing as far as uh, how it controls like how big units can develop. Like initially, when the Germans start out, all their units are like one step German infantry units. So like, and they have a one attack, a two defense, and a three movement. Well, a two step really good German unit is a four four three. So clearly, two two one steppers. Your offensive capability, like the two, two added up, two two steppers of a one two three. If you double the two on the defense, that's a four. But if you double the one on the offense, that's only a two. So ex- combining a, a a single step German unit to a two step German infantry unit, that's good. That's a four four three. That's good. You just quadrupled their strength. <laughs> so I, I like it. I like the game already. Uh, so as these units get developed, and the, the other cool thing is as you lose units, the key is the delay box, right? So I send out a surface fleet, you send out a surface fleet. They both bounce to the delay box. Based on what we have going strategically, at the end of the turn, we roll to see how delayed they are. Well, the really good German units are all white-striped, which means when you kill off a good German panzer division or panzer army, it goes to the delay box. So the Germans don't get it back right away. They have to wait for that roll on the delay box, one through six, based on modifiers. How many turns is it going to be until they get it back? But the Soviets, their guys aren't so good, but they don't have the white stripe. So when you kill off a Soviet infantry army, they get them, they go right to the force pool. And then the next turn, based on what they pick as a card, the Soviets can bring those guys back in. Sweet. And so the, the the system, and I'm 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 reasonably drunk at this point, so I'm trying to like explain this game. But I will tell you, the game is beautiful. The system is elegant. The the individual systems are very easy to understand. The ground combat's easy. The air and naval is very easy because it's it's a, a bounce out to the delay box and then just roll for for uh, like subs. If I have a sub. And you have this type of fleet. Well, maybe we bounce out, and then we go back to the delay box. And 
So if you have if you have a really good navy, that means you'll get your surface fleet back quicker than I'll get my surface fleet back. Now let's say I had Germany. I can't go right to war and start attacking people. Initially with Germany, you're in, well. It depends on the scenario. But if you're starting in 1937, your pre-war cards don't let you do that. What you're doing, what your cards let you do, is your cards. You have uh, cards like support the nationalists. The first thing they roll is for the Spanish Civil War. That was the big event that was going on in the late 30s. You have cards that you can select that will let you support the Spanish nationalists. Meanwhile, the Allies and the Soviets will have cards that let them support the Republican nationalists. And on top of that, like the first card you're going to play as Germany is installing the Gehring uh, works, like the factory works. They establish this gigantic works. And what that does is it drops eight uh, armored steps in your force pool automatically. That's what the card does. Basically, you built this giant factory in Germany. And then all the other cards are based off those. So even as Germany, though, you have a ton of choices. And the other cool thing is, as you're as you're picking cards, right? There's there's cards that are like way down the road, like total war. Like we're talking ultimate production, uh, bombers to attack the Urals, fighter jets, uh, atomic warfare. Do you want to develop an atomic bomb? Do you want all this stuff? You'll pick cards in pre-war that force you to discard cards out of that ultimate deck, your total war deck. So you're like, do I want to do helicopters? Do you want to? Shouldn't the Germans have helicopters? Well, fuck. Then I have to give up fighter jets. Like, so mm-hmm. you're making decisions even in the beginning of the game that are going to affect your end game result. And another cool thing is, this is just for Germans. There's probably other things, but at some point Germany has a choice where they can go. I think it's a uh, they can either choose No Retreat or SS Europa. So No Retreat locks in their victory conditions and basically gives them a bunch of forts, and then they're like fighting for everything you have. SS Europa kind of says, we're, we're building a new European Germany, and, and we're not going to build all these forts, but they get all these replacements in from like all their conquered countries. They start, uh, like basically, they build a, a, a larger Reich. Now you can choose what kind and, and you get to I'm sorry and you get to actually I think you get to add a conquered country to your nation. So Germany could say Belgium is now part of Germany so we can drop units in Belgium. No, I was going to say you can choose the units you want to build like you can say I want to build you know tanks or I want to, I want to- well, well, yeah. No, what you get is so basically you have units in your force pool and so uh, you might play a card that says during the replacement segment, you can add one tank step and six infantry steps. So you have infantry units out there that you can flip. So you might have a one, like say you, you put your steps out in your cities. You can put them in major cities. Uh, you might have a, uh, an infantry unit that's a one-step infantry unit. You can then flip it to be a two-step infantry unit later on. Okay, turn. I got you. And but if if you add an infantry unit with an armored unit, you build a panzer division, panzer army. And if you wanted to to build it into a three step panzer army, you have to add another armor step. So so basically, a two step panzer army is one step infantry. It's like well, for me, I'm I, I bake bread, right? So I get this, right? So one one part infantry, one part <laughs> armor makes a two step panzer army. 
But if you want a three-step Panzer Army, that requires another Panzer step. So you'll like but the cool things. Then you'll the like cool you'll like the, you'll like the Gauss system because they do it the same way. Well, and the cool thing about the Panzer Armies is once you get to these big Panzer Armies, like two and three-step armies. If they run into an infantry unit that's one step and doesn't have anyone else to help them in the area, like uh, maybe a headquarters that can give them artillery support or something, they just roll right through them and kill them. They roll right over one-steppers. But it's kind of that whole idea that the Germans initially, all they have is these little one-step infantry units. But as you play cards, you're like, we're developing our battle technology. Now we get these units. Then they say, now you add these units to your, your force pool. Now you can later on when you play a card, you can bring that unit out. It's it's really cool, dude. Uh, I'm doing it justice, but I mean, I'm saying it's very the the diplomacy part of it is super deep. There's a whole bunch of tables, but you are never going to roll more than one d six in this. Yeah, game. that's crazy. That's it. That's that's all you roll. But the system is deep. The cards walk you three steps. So, like, there's some cards that'll be like. It'll be in red, which means it only happens in the season. So, so when we go from summer to winter, it's the season. Now you get one armor and six infantry steps. You're like, well, shit, that's good. But then you've got a bunch of other months for that season. Well, there's other cards that will have the in later on in conditional events outside of the season add six infantry steps. So if you're in the summertime for that and there's like three turns, every turn – the Soviets add six infantry steps. So you're just dropping step after step. I mean, you're just the, – the game is great. I mean, basically, you can, we, we've played a bunch – I played a bunch of times with guys, the Barbarossa scenario, which is basically just two cards. It's two cards. They're already selected. It's Germans against Soviets, and we play it. And they're like, it's great. I love it. But the whole game, there's like fucking 80 cards in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and it combines with Dicenso, right? So, yeah, that's so now we have the I'm talking about the European side, and then there's a the whole Asian side. And I don't know much about it because I have it, but I haven't played it. And and you have to think like, okay, well, the the naval and the air is very abstracted in the game. So we we get worried when we're going to Japan because that seems like that's a big deal, right? For that side of it. Like that like definitely seems like naval and air warfare was much more important in the Pacific side. So if we're going to say that we're abstracting that, how's that going to impact that side? But who knows? But we may find out in Phoenix, yeah, or Tempe, Arizona, in May. I like it. The bigger the better. <laughs> but yeah, so the game is is absolutely a fucking smash, smash win. Like you play it, I got it out. I'm like right away. I'm like I'm fucking super excited. I'm playing the cards. You have all these decision points you have to make, like, oh, do I want to do this or do I want to do that or which way do I want to go on this? So that's cool. Yeah, and it's not rail. It's not railroading you, right? So the game doesn't railroad you at all. Like I was hooked when you were putting up those photos. Oh yeah, but I, yeah. So if guys haven't seen that, I put up a bunch of games where I just basically showed the cards I'm playing. And the cards just walk, you just walk through the whole steps of the game. It's very simple to play through. So, is it balanced? I don't know. Who cares? We'll figure that out later, right? So, is, it, is somebody going to say, oh, Germany is going to win all the time because they have this card or whatever? But I, I love how you have these choices. Even Germany, when, like I said, when it's looking, where Germany thinks it's at its high watermark, basically, when Germany says no retreat, 
they plant that down. I think at that point, their VPs will never go down. Or they could pick SS Europa and mm-hmm. say, we're going to try to be more of a, we're going to try to be a, a Europe for Germany. So good. I recommend everybody play it. It's, it's a game. If you want to get excited about a game, this is the game to buy. Nice. And like I said, Pete just, Pete just texted me. He's excited. He's just clipping the counters. I love it. I love it. See, that's what you have to do. You have to get excited about it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's the problem, though, uh, Clay, because sometimes I feel like I'm buying games just because they're one more game in the series, right? So I know the series, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I love the system. And then it sits on my shelf and, and wrap for a while, and it's just like – this to Tyler Craig, dude. When I got this game, I fucking ripped this shit open right away. I was like, I got to get right into this, and I'm like, all the cards are great. I'm like, oh fuck yes, dude. I'm like, it was right. It's like that kind of that, that's what's fun about gaming. Like Battle Above the Clouds. I think Battle Above the Clouds is a great game. I've had it. It's still in shrink. It's like, Mine's not. Oh really? Yeah, oh, we I bought about that. Are you going to review? Are you, are you going to review Battle of the Clouds? <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've punched it and clipped it, but I'm, I'm still making it through the rules. So, Clay, Clay, do you have Tyler Craig? Not no, yet, not yet. I have, um... <laughs> you bought Dicenso and not the Tyler Craig? I, I happened to be walking into my game store, and I'm like, just saying, let me just look around. I look down, and I see Dicenso. And I say, you know what? I'm going to take it. But they didn't have um, the other one, or else I would have gotten it. <laughs> Dude, and it's funny because the rules are written a little bit in a, a Burian manner, which I like, which where they're like, basically, there's one part where it says, basically, the axis, sometimes you play a card and the card might card not, might not be eligible to be played because it, there's requirements. Like, you have to play this card or done this. or So if that happens as the axis and, like, uh, you you misplay a card, it's like to- that automatically goes to total war. It's like a violation of the wars of the world. So there's a comment in the thing where they're like, don't, you never want to do that. Like they literally wrote, don't like anyone who's going to write D O H exclamation point in a set of rules for a yeah. comment. I'm down. Like it's, it's a, it's a fun game. It's just fucking, let's have fun. Yeah. And it, right. Let's, 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 let's so that, I hear you. this is always my thing. Like I'll look at a game like that and like, so it's a 65 page rule book. Right. But so, so I'm turned off. But but now I'm actually reading the, or skimming through the rules. The rule the rules are only like 35 pages. The rest are kind of explaining the cards in a little bit more in depth. And, and t- oh no, there's a ton of explanation. They have a section where they explain every single counter and how like to even the it. countries. You know what how? they are, what their posture was. A little bit. That's cool, dude. Dude, the, the count the counter section is organized alphabetically, and it's organized. Every counter in the game is explained oh, how wow. to use oh, it, how not wow. to use it. Like it's. A, and not even just, you know, not even just the counters, the markers, like what the markers do. That's cool. Oh, oh, oh no, that's that's what yeah. I'm talking about. It's like a whole marker segment where they just yeah. do you see that they yeah. just talk about every single marker. Yes. Come Monday, I'm going to call DG. There you, I'm going to tell. There you go. I want, but I want to make sure any erratas, whatever needs to be put in there, put in there. I always speak to the woman page. I already printed it out. It's like seriously, like less than half a page, and I think a lot of it's already in there, but. Uh, Clay, I will. I will caution you. You probably need to order tonight because yeah. tomorrow, if this drops, it's there's, going to be. <laughs> there's an AAC spike. Or, or, or don't. Or hey, guys, hey, be cool. Maybe 
or don't order the game till Monday. But I'm telling you, dude, if you want a fucking World War II game, this is fucking great. You got it. I mean, I think I'll do it tonight. I'm actually gonna do it right now. I think Triumph and Tragedy is cool because uh, I love how it's it's wild and anything. I love that those guys stayed up late at night at their comp playing it. It's awesome. This is a crunchier level of the game. So I feel bad because I'm playing Eurofront with like uh, Burns mm-hmm. and, and Claudio. And I'm, I'm, after playing this game, I'm kind of like, it's hard for me to get motivated to come back and like actually play. <laughs> it's like, but it's so easy. So that's- you put the fucking card down. Dude, you put the card down. The card walks you through every single segment that you have to do. That's it. So com- that, that's what it's- I was going to ask. You, you brought up your old friend. Compare it to East Front because that's that's kind of a sh- easy well, they, game. This is obviously a little bit more crunchy. Well, the, the, the hidden combat of your Front is great. But as far as being a strategic game, no yeah. comparison. Tatala Craig blows your Front out of the water. It's just so nice. good. Dude, when you're trying to decide who you want to purge yeah. as a leader, I mean that's what it's all about, right? I mean that's that's the game. Uh, it's it's fucking great, really great, the best. So so that's what I love. So I got that game in. I got and I loved. I got Warfighter in. I loved it. Had fun. That's about having fun. I had fun playing it. Right. Yeah. My wife can watch Real Horsewives. So she's watching. <laughs> And then, uh, mm, then yes. I busted out. To, then, then to taller Greg showed up, and I was just like, "Oh, fuck!" Right away, see, going on. See, going it's down. funny. You were posting the photos of that game, and I'm like, I'm on the fence about it. And then I kept seeing more and more of what you're posting, and more and more what you're talking about. I'm like, I gotta get this game. <coughs> you gotta buy it. Yeah. And now that we have your view, you, I'm gonna buy it. Are you? You better buy it right now, Clay. Otherwise, you might not get it again. I, I've learned not to review games that I like unless exactly. I actually have them because they're, they're not available. There will be a run. Jason, you got a game? Dave, it's 430. Well, it's, I got 428, so you got a game? <laughs> so I better, be, I better be fast, is that what you're saying? <clears throat> sure. Uh, I'll talk about The Hardest Days. Uh Hey, one one other cool thing I want to talk about is <laughs> even bitch. with the cards. No, here we go. <laughs> so, here you go. Fuck you. Uh, telling, so I'm the cards are great, right? But the other thing they do with the cards that's really awesome is up in the top, they actually talk about when they were played or not played historically. Okay. So it's like they've run – so you can run a historical game with Tatala Craig and just discard or play cards in the exact seasons they say they would do. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty sweet. So it'll say like card discarded. Uh, this set, this card, Russian rearmament, played autumn nineteen thirty eight. So you can just run through a historical game, the game, and just play the cards the way they're supposed to be. And, and the nice thing is they have a little bit of a blurb text at the bottom where it'll be like, Russia sets its production goals through nineteen forty one. It'll tell you what it is. Sorry, All right? That's it. Go. <laughs> Be selfish, Jason. Do what you do. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, whatever. My wife has learned to get. I'm always in trouble. Yeah. So the hardest days. I'll I'll, I'll be fast. <clears throat> it's a solo only game on the Battle of Britain. Uh, it's basically um, a smaller version of the game RAF. Uh, 
designed by the same designer, John H. Butterfield. Um, so it's basically you play one day, each scenario is one day, uh, and each turn is two hours of time. Pretty pretty straightforward. So each turn, uh, you check for raids, which raids are coming. You don't know anything about them, but you kind of have some idea, like on a radar blip, where they're coming in. <clears throat> so then you prepare for them, you kind of scramble your pilots or kind of move stuff around, <clears throat> and then you play the raid out. Uh, it's <clears throat> it's pretty tactical. It's you know pretty zoomed in to what's happening. It's it's basically one bomber group against uh, individual raid or uh, target locations, uh, and then you're sending squadrons against them. Uh, it's very fast to play, um, but there are some decisions to make, uh, kind of like a almost like a double blind situation where you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where they're going. You're making a decision and then randomly it plays out from there. What happens? And, and Jason, th there's a map, right? Are you playing on that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it, this is a magazine game. So it's, it's kind of a point to point map. This is why I ask. I, I don't know if you guys have counters or like, the, the, I know there's no dice, but are, it, the components and that never there, sure. There are dice. Um, dice don't come in it, but um, there there are dice with it. So yeah, I mean it's 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 a map of England. Um, the the bombers bomber groups are coming in. Uh, you're scrambling squadrons on the map to to try to kind of intercept them. Uh, it can be pretty swingy, right? Like most solo games do that. Um, one of the things you can do, be doing very well in general, and then one bomber group gets through and bombs something, and and that's the one... You, you basically roll dice for everything in this game, except the, the bombing run itself. Um, basically, it's the number of strength that gets gets through um, is basically how much damage they do. There, there's a table... So... So, so what influence? What influence do you have on so the game? So you're you're running squadrons of fighter pilots to go, or fighter planes to go intercept the bombers, right? You're just trying to bounce them, basically, to 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 go back to, to kind of what you were saying. So they're they're coming in. You don't know what they're targeting, so you kind of try to intercept them and fight them off. Um, you don't have a ton of resources to do that with, but they're also pretty fragile. If you get through to bombers, they're they're generally going to go away. You're going to take some damage too, but they're going to go away. Um, so I, I get the bomb bomb damage not having a its CRT or not a die roll. That's probably my only complaint about the game. Um, other than that, it's really easy to play, um, which for me is a huge plus. I like a I like an easier game, a simpler game. Um, so this this kind of fits the bill pretty well. Uh, the sequence of play is designed very well. John Butterfield typically does a pretty good job with that. Dave, he, he is 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 this a real Horsewives game? Like, can you play this while your wife's watching? You could. The if your TV tray was big enough, you could. Can, can we can we set up <laughs> that standard? What's the standard? Is there is there a, is there a size like? Like I think, if, like a small coffee table, you, your wife wants right. to watch some stupid yeah. fucking show, and you're going to sit there and pretend right. you're watching so you it. Need... With her, but you're really setting up war writers, right? So, so, so it's it's like a 17 by 22 map. I think if it's even that big, and then you need probably a coffee cup or two, and then some place to roll your dice. So it's yeah, That's good. it's it's, it's good. a low low footprint, which or a small footprint, which I like. Uh, and I, I think uh, how, how long is the playtime? Um, 
at like 30 minutes to an hour and a half. I mean, it's a solo game, so they, in general, go pretty quickly. Um, war, war, I would say Warfighter was a good life game, uh, but she got really annoyed with the dice, oh, the, they were, the bullet dice. Yeah. She thought they were too loud. <laughs> They're distracting her from like whatever uh, the Drew dices were doing. With, like, I know we're... I don't know what that's how <laughs> how uh, how appeasing to your like. Would you roll dice on your phone to to to? No, no, no I don't care. Okay. I do it right in front of her. Okay. I just look right at her. Good. Good. I mean, I believe me. I do. I have plenty of other. Do you put it in the cup? I have plenty of other. I have plenty of other personal qualities that my wife finds detestable. That you, you like, like rolling dice, hawk, hawking up, hawking up phlegm or uh, yep. whatever. I yep. do a lot of stuff. So, so Dave John Butterfield designed enemy action Arden, which which you'll be playing in the future um he does a good job with his sequence of play so how the bomb runs actually happen and and when they bomb versus when so they they bomb before they reveal their target to give you a little bit, bit of time to react right so if they're at their target they'll bomb but if they don't know what their target is yet that comes after the bombing so it kind of gives you a little a little bit of a heads up um but they also bomb before the dogfight happens. So if they're already in the spot, you don't get a chance to defend. So the, that interplay between um, when the Germans do things and when the British do things makes it, that's kind of what makes it engaging. Um, and you can tell, you can that's tell cool. it's actually play tested. Cool. Um, it, 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 I think it is an evolution of RAF. Some people prefer RAF. I actually think I like the hardest days a little bit better than RAF. RAF can be a little bit of a pain in the ass to play, but there you do get you can play either side. You can play the British or the Germans in RAF, but but not so much here. Um, so the elephant in the room. Uh, this is long out of print and and can sell online for seventy to ninety dollars. Um, wow! Wow! Why wasn't the white duck? Why didn't some generous guy throw it in the white so, duck for a magazine game? For a magazine game, right? So. Dave, I know you don't really like to talk about out-of-print games. I, I think See? there is See? value in... <laughs> white Duck. No, yeah, I think in the White Duck, it's great to throw those games out there, let other but, people play but them, I, but whatever. I, That's fine. I'm, I'm not done playing with, with it, though. So I do like to talk about them because I tracked this game down, um, and I there are games I've tracked down that maybe aren't worth the money or aren't worth the pain. I actually traded for this, Um and it was actually a pretty decent trade. Um, so I would say don't pay $70 for it. Um, it does look like Decision might reprint it in the future um, as just like a folio game. And I would say wait for that. Um, well, the, the thing I hesitate to give is uh, I, I've used BGG Marketplace a couple times. And I'm hesitant to give advice to people, but I've, I've seen, I've gotten games at really good prices on the BGG, like trade mm. or like, like purchase. Like, I, I, got, I like Battle Above the Clouds. I, I think I've got some, I, I can't even remember what the fucking games I got, but I've got games like way lower than what they like. I think I got Carthage for like $40. Yeah, I agree. I use and it. Carthage, I use it all the time, BGG, to get and my Carthage games. was like, Carthage was like a game that was like valued. I think Rex was complaining he's paying a tremendous amount of money for it, um, and that Rex might that might be widely. <laughs> but but I, I think also there was another game. I think oh, God, what did I get? Oh, uh, what's the other line of battle game besides uh, Last Chance for Victory? Oh, um, the the Antietam. Above, above the clouds? No, 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 no chance, no chance for heroes. But what if, no, none but heroes. None but heroes. No, none but heroes. 
I got that for like again like 35 40 bucks wow. on BGG. Way lower than it was selling. Like so yeah. just buyer beware. Check it out or don't check it out until I've looked at <laughs> it. So so I would say Jason, you 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 love airplane games, I, don't you? I do and I love simple games and this this is only a recent Jason is only uh, recent. No. Okay. So it's something I need Jason's blossoming. I need Jason's I need, blossoming. I need to convert you into more heavy games. It, so the the airplanes is something that's been happening it, for a Jason. while and I just recently realized oh shit I really like those games. Uh, uh complicated games will come in the future. I have zero space in my brain these days to, to read anything. Um, I, I don't mind being taught complicated games, but I don't... No, but Clay, Clay, will pay, Clay will pay you... A- Clay will pay you $100 to learn the rules of the game. <laughs> it doesn't have to be complicated. It could just be deep, right. we'll and, say. And, and I do like that. Like Downtown, right? It's, it's not a very complex game, but it's pretty deep. There's a lot of gameplay in there. There's a lot of decisions. That's, I'm, I'm more into that, um, but I do like a simple rule set. Um, so I'm going to give this game a nine. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I quite a, quite a bit. I usually will play a game twice and then put it away and play it again. the next. So year. am I going to, am I going to start introducing you in the podcast as like the air guy? So here's our no. air war game guy. Uh, Jason. No. no, I'll talk about something different next, next time. Unless I talk about, uh, Thunderbolt Patulator, which I might do. So maybe I am there. Okay. <clears throat> and then I'll give it an eight on beers. It's because it's so simple and it's wow. straightforward. You can you can get pretty drunk. Uh, this was a late night. Do you think the, Do you me. think the pilots? Do you think the pilots ever fly fly, fly their planes? Oh, I'm sure. Them? I'm sure. You think they yeah. do? Because there's got to be some courage yeah. involved there, right? They're a little bit wild. Yeah, that's like I know biplanes. Like a biplane. Oh yeah. Obviously, if you get in a biplane, you're yeah. fucking completely yeah. trash. And it, <laughs> so like a jet a jet fighter. Yeah. Jet fighter, you kind of have yeah, to be maybe like, not. Not now, but in World War II, those it was a different time, right? Like the the Navy still gave their guys rum and oh, and they had yeah. amphetamines, right? They, we don't do that yeah. anymore, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot, lot of fun, but don't pay seventy dollars for it. It's there's not that much game there. Yeah, Jason will give you his copy next year. I, I can't guarantee that. I'm just going to do right. print games again. <laughs> Well, we're at 440. Yep. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to add? Clay? Uh, whore? <laughs> whore? <laughs> Buffet? <laughs> Buffet? Uh, are you, no, I have nothing I, else I do. to add. Clay, are you, are you from New York? Yes. Uh, why are you a Cowboys fan? Because when I was six years old, I played football for Pee Wee. And I was on the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and so and they ruined you forever. Became, that's how I became a diehard Cowboy fan. Okay, I'll I'll allow well, it. Well, I I just I, I just want to say I'm really grateful for this guild that I can be friends with brothers of mine like Clay and Jason and other guys that we can get out there and be, and show up at these spots and just like hook up and just be my best yep. friends immediately. So for me, that's something I really. I've always appreciated. I can so. I can drink to that. 
Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 a great experience. So uh, it's it's been great for me. Like we put in a lot of time on this bullshit, and like it takes away from our wargaming time. But like for me, it's always worthwhile. Oh, for sure. I can hook up with guys like Clay and all these guys. So yeah. uh, that's been that's been my like I met Clay and I thought he was a great guy right away. So <clears throat> new old friends. Thank you, guys. It's about the energy. Yeah. That's what I say. That's right. That's right. No. That's right. So all the other guys who feel like they're on the outside, like yeah, stay out there. Like, like, stay on the fringes. But if but if you're looking at if you're looking at a group and you think like, hey, these guys seem like a good guy, bunch of guys come in, you know. And also we're fucking drunk, yep. so yep. whatever. That's part of the fun. So now I got to get ready for a big night out. Good luck. Have fun. Jeez. Have fun. Oh lord. You know what, Dave? Huh? I'm going to be gaming, so I'll just let you know that. Uh, you bastard, you fucking uh, bastard. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which game to pull out, but I'm going to be gaming. I'm going to be thinking of you. Dice <laughs> so. Can, yeah, or, or pick up, can you pick the, the what's it, the last Blitzkrieg? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just picked up um, Blitzkrieg by TSWW. I got that shipped to me. If It weighs about a thousand pounds. <laughs> The rule book. The rule book looks like a phone book. Yeah, that's. I'll I'll give that a pass. Yeah, hang, hang, the goss is about as far as I'd be willing to go. So, I have an extra copy of Hurricanes Hell's Forest, Jason. Want me to send it to you? But if you sell it, I'm coming to your house and I'm going to burn it down. <laughs> why, why? Why? No. Why would you send that to Jason? Why would? You? I already told you that's like my favorite fucking battle. Oh, is it? Oh my god! I wasn't paying attention. How do we? What? I'll send you my address. Podcast. Dave, Dave, you have, you have places do this? to go. Dave, 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 Dave. <laughs> no, Dave, no, Dave. that's it. I don't want it. No, now I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. Okay, but I'm gonna throw it away in the garbage. There you go. That's fine. That's fine. I'd rather you do that. <laughs> that hurts. Text me your address. Take your charity. Text me your address, Dave, and I'll send it to you. Mm. No, I'm not gonna be your bitch. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, guys. boys. Love, Love you. you. Good night. Good night, Good guys. Night. Thanks a lot. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.